This episode is brought to you by Reality Sports Online. Stick around. Later in the episode, we'll tell you how to get 10% off your site fee in 2023. You became everything I wanted to see. California. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soul Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. On my left, Bobby Reynolds. Gentlemen, how are we this evening? Doing very well, Josh. How are you fellas doing? Fantastic. Fantastic, Bobo. It's good to see you, man. Addy, good to see you. I feel like it's been a little bit. Been a little bit. Been a little bit since we got to do a show together. This yeah. is nice. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. Missed you, fellas. I know. It's warm in the soda. You guys are looking good. We are mm-hmm. looking good. You're looking very good because you got the uh, brand new got the drip on IDP show. Yeah. I'll give you the camera yeah, so you sure, can sure, you can sure. show the... Uh, take off my clothes here. Yeah, take, show the viewers. You can see that Your camera. Right. Yeah, right there. See, Look at that. Just, I can't. It's too you much. can't. It's Maybe too later. much. Just hit up our Twitter. Check out the Twitter. We've got the uh, shirts up there for sale. They're looking good. Addy, you worked with the designer to get those things cranked out, and they look amazing. They're awesome. That's what, that's what we do. And if we're going to put anything out there, we're going to make sure it looks good, uh, feel good, be good quality. That's just kind of what you expect from the IDP show. And, uh, yeah, that's what we did. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. Look clean, live clean. That's right. <laughs> our famous motto from our uh what was that? Senior year vacation yeah, to I think so. uh, Sandestin? <laughs> yeah, we were uh we would we would dress well, but we would also come home and clean our room up. We would make our bed every morning. Yes. Sure. I think we've told this story on the pod <laughs> before. We really did make our bed every morning. It was look clean it was look clean, That's live right. clean. <laughs> I haven't made my bed since then. <laughs> <laughs> you boys make your bed? Bobo, you make, you strike me as a guy who makes the bed. Definitely making the bed. Addy, so, no mm, way. Not not so much. Yeah. We are we are very anti making the bed. That's the way you're supposed to start your day. You start your day with a little bit of confidence. You know, you're you're getting your day going. You know, you're achieving something early on in the morning. It's gonna I, set the tone for the I day. I think if you have to make your bed to get your confidence boost first thing in the morning, you're probably gonna have a bad day. Regardless. Well, what time is it? That's that's probably pretty dependent on what's going on. Is it six a.m.? Okay. Is it eleven? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Maybe bigger issues. Who's making beds at 11 a.m.? <laughs> Who among us? And he's like, hmm. I love my bed. I do love I my bed. I love my, to sleep. That's great. <laughs> you like sleeping, sound off in the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let us know in the comments below this episode on your podcast player if you too enjoy sleep. That's always my favorite thing. Sound off in the comments. Sound off in the comments. <laughs> We're gonna, we are going to have someone on YouTube say, I love to sleep with like a little hand raised emoji. Like, Please do. That's our favorite. Yeah. That's our dude. So tonight we've got a great episode for y'all. We are going to be talking about the top 24 DBs from 2022. This is the second installment in our Reality Check series presented by our friends at Reality Sports Online. Gentlemen, we were just having a little discussion before we got on mic about some possible transactions some happenings in our rso league of course these episodes are a great showcase for that platform i know jake and evan who covered the defensive linemen did an awesome job with that episode last week check it out if you have not already 
But they talked up the RSO platform, and I know that's obviously the home to our favorite league, the XFFL. And uh, we could probably sit here and talk just about that league. Hell, we did for um, multiple episodes, Bobo. And then, Addy, you came in there at the end, and Mm -hmm. that's what birthed this fine podcast right here. Yeah, we love that league. You guys thinking about making any trades or anything like that? You guys been looking at other teams? I the one move I'd like to get up into the second round. I got a, I got four third rounders right now. I'm hoping I can maybe package some of them and get up into the second. And somebody smart should do that. If you've got too many seconds, um, you know, and I don't know. I'm thinking about Nico right now. He's got like the whole second round. He needs to be looking to maybe move back into 2024, 2025 even. He's got too many picks right now. But I'm only looking at, I've got some players with a couple of bad contract hits. I took a hit, you know, basically trying to go for it, grabbing. Jordan Poyer's not too bad. Tyler Lockett's a lot of money. I'm not going to be able to move those guys, but just trying to look at cap stuff for next year. And that's what makes RSO so fun is – it's not just dynasty. You got to make the numbers work for a team. I mean, it's a whole different dynamic. Um, but no, I'm not really. I'm still looking at my wounds. Yeah, I haven't quite shifted over into trade mode yet, but definitely open for business. I think that's the way you should be. I don't think you should be looking to make moves at this point. You know, people that want to tell you, "Oh, get out there and make dialogue with your league." No, yeah. Yeah. no. This is uh, this is a period to kind of look back and reflect. I think making any moves right now, like we said before we started recording, yeah, just bored. Yeah, I feel like like the wolves of your league are, are going to be trying to make you make deals. Yes, right? you sure. know, but not the time to do it. Nope. There's really no upside in it. There's way too much. There's way too much that can change exactly. between now and the start of the season. You know, with the draft and free agency, like situations are going to change. Don't don't. Uh, don't jump to conclusions. Yeah, yet. don't get sucked in. And just if, be patient. If you lost like I did, don't trade Justin Jefferson because you're hurt. Tilting. Yeah. 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 Don't, don't you're tilt. tilting your face off. You're gonna be all right. Yeah. Justin Jefferson's gonna be fine. He's gonna be okay. He's, don't 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 trade him for a bevy of picks and Stephon Diggs. Yes. <laughs> don't do that. Could have a new quarterback. Gosh. Kirky boy ain't going anywhere, is Probably he? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. But they made the playoffs. I mean, they had a good season. Yawn. Is it ironic to you all that the defense was just terrible? They made the New York Giants look like world beaters. The four teams left have good running backs. I think we San see Fran, this. Good run game. Eagles, good run game. Greg Nixon. Olson was talking about this a little bit on the broadcast. I thought it was a good point that good teams use the pass to set up the run late in the game. You get up big using your passing game, and then you salt the game away with your run game. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I would say, yes, those teams have good running backs, but they also have prolific passing attacks. Yeah, it's both. I mean, these are... Elite coaches, too. Yes, exactly. These are some of the most elite passing offenses in the league. But you look at some of the teams that are out. The Bills struggled to run the ball. They Mm -hmm. did. Um, Brady and them struggled to run the ball. The Vikings, Dalvin Cook didn't really run the ball that well in the playoffs. Um, I'm trying to think of other big Cowboys, Cowboys, Zeke. No, Pollard got hurt, yeah. so whatever. But, um, yeah, there's a guy you need to trade. If you can get off Zeke, you better hurry. You can't get anything for Zeke. Maybe in a fullback required Dude. league if he makes the switch. And Zeke with the Cowboys, I think, is under contract in, like, 2027. Yeah. Like, it's a long He's getting time. cut this offseason. I don't know what the numbers are, but that would be They can actually save crazy. some money, I think, this really? offseason really? if they cut him. Yeah, I've seen some people talking about yeah, that. Yeah, so he might restructure or whatever. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. He's yeah. like, I, you, you take that restructure, Zeke, or you're you're going to be on the free agency pile making four to five million, maybe. Maybe, bro. I yeah. mean, I think the league sees what Zeke has left, and it is 
He may be better off just pivoting to center at this point, Bobo. Oh, gosh. What a final play that was. Hey, but my favorite tweet of the weekend, whoever, I think one of y'all showed it to us, is uh, at least he got the snap clean. That's right. You know? Nobody wants good to snap. say it, but good snap by Zeke. I know you always want to talk the macro, Josh, but who's uh, who's your new favorite? Well, I guess you had the Eagles in your mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Pro- I took, yeah, I, I took the Eagles preseason, so I, I'm not backing yeah. off of that. You wanted the Bird Bowl. Yeah, I wanted the Bird Bowl. And I think if Lamar had been healthy, there's a chance that maybe we're having a different conversation. Listening to the athletic football show, they were talking up how good Lamar Jackson was and this Ravens offense was before he got hurt. And so who knows what this season could have been had we got healthy Lamar, had we got healthy Rashad Bateman. I mean, this team probably looks a lot different. I think they even Dobbins just got ravaged. Mark, Mark Andrews was banged up. Yeah, yeah. ravaged by injuries. Just bad luck this year. Yeah, because that defense was good. Mm-hmm. Once Roquan got there, that defense became a top-tier unit. So who wins this weekend, the two games? Boy, I think it's Bengals because I think Mahomes is going to be banged up. Yeah. And then I would say, I think, I think Niners. I think we're getting a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. Is it? Mahomes and Burrow are those the two best quarterbacks in the league now? Has the, has Burrow hopped Josh Allen? Ah, I'll have a pretty clear answer, but you go ahead, Josh. I think he has. Yeah, all Burrow does is win. That's I think right. My four dynasty quarterbacks right now are Mahomes one, Burrow two. Honestly, this is gonna y'all are gonna hate this. Lawrence is getting pretty high for me right yeah. now. Lawrence, Fields, I mean, a lot of those Lawrence, young cats should be in there. Uh, Josh Allen, is he's sliding right now for me. I think Hurts should be in the conversation as well because I think he's going to get the bag this offseason. My only thing with Hurts is just what type of longevity are we going to see with him in the NFL? Think I think you'll see less rushing, but the dude's a great passer. That offense is built beautifully is for him. So you have him top five? I would have him top five. Okay, yeah. so Hertz or Josh Allen? Mm, probably still Josh Allen. Man, but Hertz has it's some close. nice pieces. He does. Stephon Diggs getting a little bit older. Getting a yeah. little older, yep. They're going to have to shift into the phase that the Chiefs shifted into where it's no Tyreek Hill. You had to revamp that offense. That's coming for the Bills at some point. I saw where they mocked uh, Bijan Robinson. To the Daniel Bills. Jeremiah did today. Wow, yeah. to the Bills. I've also seen where Jackson, Smith, and Jigba has been yeah. mocked to the Eagles. Yeah, right oh. out of the slot. Which Jeez. I think is hilarious. That's fair. Filthy. No, that'd be gross. Yeah. What about you with Herbert? Yeah, I think he's – I'm, I'm fine with Herbert. I think okay. a coaching offensive coordinator upgrade is coming, and I think – there was a, a in the a, weapons. I would prefer better weapons. I mean, Mike Williams, Keenan. They're both Keenan. They need some juice. But Mike Williams, man, he's always banged up. Yep. And he's not. And what is he? Just like a big, you know, go ball type guy. Yeah. Bucky Brooks had Bijan pegged to the Chargers. Hmm. Because Eckler's what twenty nine. He's older. He's, yeah. He's twenty seven. He's not a great rusher. He's great for PPR, but yeah. Okay, rusher. Um, I was going to ask you something else about. Oh, so who do you think this weekend? So you have. I have Bengals and 49ers. And I'm going to go with, I think Purdy's luck's going to run out. Yeah. I'm going with the Eagles versus the Bengals. Although wow. it does feel like feels like a trap with everyone betting against Mahomes right now. Yeah. You know? High ankle sprain, man. That's really it's tough. It's brutal. And he looked, I mean, he looked, he looked very hobbled. Bad. Yeah. It was tough for him to move around. Uh, and that's not going to get his any mobility better. is a sneaky superpower for him. Mm-hmm. Like he is really good. Yeah. At just to kind of like escaping. Up and, yeah, and right. I, I, they had that clip out there of him in that Titans game, like just slowly making his way down the sideline and spinning right at the goal line on contact and getting the touchdown from like 30 yards out. Like, can't do we that. don't think about Mahomes as mm-hmm. a sneaky rusher, but he really is. 
I don't know if I'm going to bet against Andy Reid, though. Andy Reid's so fun. Pacheco looks good. I don't know. Defense is looking good. That team. That'll be a fun game. That's the, it, that but game's the Bengals be just went in and blew the doors off the Buffalo Bills. And they own Kansas City right they now. Own, they own. They, they manage them. Three I'm sorry. in they a manage row. Kansas yes. City. <laughs> Don't you get us canceled right now? Not on the eve of conference championship weekend. I'm going to say Kansas City, and then I'm going to say the Eagles. Because I, I agree with you. I think Purdy looked. He came back to earth a little bit last weekend. Yeah. If he didn't have Ayuk, Debo, Dude. Kittle, CMC, Elijah Mitchell, Kyle Juszczyk. The biggest yak freaks in the league. Yes. Like, I mean, what a lot we, we could get out there, I think, and throw over 250. Oh, easy. Lauren couldn't. I think the shoulder would go yeah, out true. on him. Yeah. yeah. Poor Lauren. Poor Lauren. Would not hold up. <laughs> so, let's talk some DBs, fellas. We got a great episode for y'all lined up. We're basically, like the DL episode, going to go through the top 24 cornerbacks and safeties kind of all mixed together. And we're going to figure out the reality of their finish from 2022. Do we expect them to regress? Uh, are these folks that we expect to see back in the top 24 next year? Uh, what's the dynasty outlook? Are these guys buys? Are these guys sells? So should be a fun episode, gentlemen. And let's jump right in with a player that we have talked about. Bobby, I know you've talked about a lot on this show. Number 24, Jalen Thompson. Safety for the Arizona Cardinals. Played 99% of snaps across 17 games, 9.91 points per game, had 79 solos, 26 assists, a tackle for loss, and graded pretty well uh, on PFF, 65 overall, but a 90.3 tackle grade. Uh, It was maybe a little bit of a step back for Jalen Thompson this season, Bobo, but uh, still very much relevant for IDP here at 9.91 points per game. Yeah, in 2021, he finished... In most leagues, is about the safety five, somewhere in that range. Um, but we all kind of thought regression was going to happen, and it definitely did. You know, Jalen Thompson was my IDP MVP for 2021, if you remember. That's right. Mostly because of the, the cost uh, acquisition. You know, he was pretty much a waiver wire pickup in 2021, and he just – he was – Pretty disappointing this year, honestly. I mean, really, when it boils down to it, I know we're talking about the top 24, but if you had him – 9.91 points per game. I mean, some games he's getting you seven, and some games he's getting you 11. That's okay because the safeties were so gross this year. Um, but it wasn't, it, you were pretty disappointed if you drafted him expecting 2021, yeah. Jalen Thompson. Yeah, his season high on the year was seven. He had a 17 point game. That was the season wow. high. That was his highest wow. game this year. Wow. Um, you know, weeks one through nine, he averaged 11 and a half points per game. Weeks 10 through 18, that dropped to eight points per game. Played 42% of his snaps in the sweet spot. Uh, just, yeah, not someone that I'm really looking to acquire. And that's going to be the story probably for every defensive back on this list. Yeah, we're not going to be like super psyched, like, go get this guy. Don't ever do that, period, with probably any of these defensive backs. Don't go buying defensive backs. It's because just, the guys you can get at value are the ones. You're going to hear a lot of values very high on this list. And also it's like, you know, every year in the rookie draft, you can get like the 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 best safety in the class, like in the fourth round. It's true. Every year. We saw it this year with Brisker. Uh-huh. Uh, Louis Seen was drafted around there. He, he might be solid at some point, you know. But you can always get like those top prospects. Well, hell, you could probably have gone and got – Kyle Hamilton for like a Kyle Hamilton was third round pick after he started slow and people were like God this guy's a bust what the hell was I doing Yep spending a top pick on this guy so you could have scooped him up Yeah I mean honestly that was that was what was happening right everyone was spending up on Kyle Hamilton in the second and then Brisker was the 
really the one that I think people should have zeroed in on. Yeah. I'm going to have an article probably in the next couple of months that comes out before the rookie drafts about. I feel like there's a lot of safety in drafting safeties in your rookie drafts. You look back the last couple of years and you can really pull some. Um, you think about, gosh, Lenore Ryan. Why can I not come up with his name? Duggar. Duggar. Kyle Duggar, who was drafted. You look at Jeremy Chin. The first year that he was drafted, he was fantastic. Yep. You look at last year, you look at Kyle Hamilton is going to be good. You look at Jalen Petre is going to be good. He you was look at, undrafted. You look at, um, who am I missing the big one? Um, Kyle said Kyle Hamilton. But to even take it further Brisker, back, Derwin James was like a third Petre. round pick. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Petre. Yeah, yeah. Further back, Derwin James, Buda Baker, all those yep. guys were like third, fourth round picks, you know? Whereas in the fourth third and even in the fifth round you're just kind of throwing a dart on another linebacker you know just kind of hoping that the depth chart works out in a way to where Patrick Jones gets a shot in Minnesota I almost said Minneapolis um I guess that would have been correct that is technically correct yes (laughs) but um I don't know I feel like throwing darts at some of these top safeties because there's only in a five-round rookie draft there's only going to maybe be three or four safeties drafted and they're going to be they're going to play. Yeah, you don't have to take them early. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You'll have a pretty good idea of who's going to have a, a decent role, right? I mean, that's that'll be pretty clear um, after the draft, I think. For sure. So let's move on to number 23 here, gentlemen. Keyshawn Nixon, cornerback for the Green Bay Packers. There's certain teams you're going to hear a lot on this list, and the Packers have several players, I think three at least, because uh, we're talking about Adrian Amos and Rasul Douglas a little later, but there are just certain teams that for whatever reason, uh, maybe it was the scheme, the number of defensive snaps they played, uh, these teams just happen to produce a lot of top finishers. So uh, for Nixon, Bobo, I think the story, though, was the yeah. return yardage. Yeah. He had a kick return touchdown, 1,009 kick return yards, and 140 punt return yards. So if you're not in leagues that reward kick and punt return yards, you should be. Yeah. Uh, players should get points for doing things on the field, and that certainly qualifies. Uh, but Nixon, you know, was – 18 solos, five assists, a tackle for loss. Not really doing much in the defensive department, but you do have to pay attention to these CBs because there's oftentimes, we're going to talk about a guy at number three, players that get these return roles. Bob Owen could be very profitable. Honestly, I could argue that Keyson Nixon is a buy because I love the kick return yards. I think we've all seen the talent that he can be. He can be a very rewarding kick return type of player. And we're probably only going to see the tackles go up. Yep. You've got some older guys in Jair Alexander and Razul Douglas ahead of him who are fine. Um, Eric Stokes is there but as that, well. That team could see some some minor blowups here in the next couple of years. That's an that's an older Packers team. Um, I don't ever really recommend to ever buy DBs, but I could get behind behind grabbing Keyson Nixon if especially if you're only if you're in return yard leagues. Yeah, twenty eight percent of snaps across seventeen games played nine point nine three points per game. Yeah. I mean if he starts becoming a full time cornerback, playing eighty percent of the snaps, you know, putting up fifty to sixty tackles on top of those return yards, yeah, you're looking at someone that's potentially like a deep, you know, a top five D B. And he has game winning potential. So if you're looking at it from like what y'all love, like best ball type Yes. Categories. Great best ball pick. Yeah. Some of these cornerbacks with return yardage potential could be weak winners. Oh, yeah. They put up 30 or 40 points. Yep. Yeah. There's your W right there. And if you look at the way Nixon was used, he was primarily used in the slot. So, I mean, 
we know all about those slot corners being really good at tackles. So, yeah, I mean, if he does step into a larger role and if he is going to play in that slot, I mean, that could be gold next year. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about a stalwart on the DB rankings for years. It is Tyron Matthews, safety for the New Orleans Saints. Here at 22, 64 solos, 27 assists, three tackles for loss. He had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, three picks. Graded pretty well for IDP, 81.2 overall and an 87.9 in coverage. He played 100% of snaps. Good for you, Honey Badger. Across 17 games, 9.98 points per game. Addy, I feel like Honey Badger is slowly sliding into this territory of on that DB two three kind of borderline for me. Yeah, I think so. He is going to be thirty one when next year starts. So, what else can we really expect from him? Um, I th- he's just going to be a nice little solid bet, I think. Right? Yeah, he, I think so. Kind of like similar to like a Harrison Smith, right? He's, Take it back to like an Antoine Bethay. Yeah, you know, that was around for years and years. He'll probably stick around for yeah for for a, a you know till his mid thirties, I'd say, but. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be someone I think that uh, I'm going to be targeting in Dynasty. But redraft-wise, yeah, I think he could be a really nice value. Yeah, he's one of those guys I'll be happy to snag him late in a best ball draft this year just to kind of fill out the roster, Bobo. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know what you're getting with Honey Badger. There's not. We know what this guy is at this point. He's got a pretty safe floor. but his 100% upside, of snaps, man. Yeah, that's a lot. His upside's somewhat limited, though. Finish the year really strong. Average 8.5 points per game through his first uh, nine weeks, and then the second half of the season, he averaged 12.7 points per game. There we go. Addy, we should mention, I think you're pulling these logs from your dynasty rankings. Is that correct? I am. I've got... Speak uh, on a little bit. We got a lot of stuff in these ranks, guys. Um, I I was looking at that. Keyson Nixon, per Addy's ranks, he's 25.6 years old. So I was kind of interested to see how old Nixon was. So he's still a young guy as well. Go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Yeah. Age is in there. The logs are in there. Yeah, we have um, basically all their stats broken down. We have how they performed the first half of the season, the second half of the season. Um, we have their usage in here. And this is just for defensive backs. We have this for, you know, for edge and defensive linemen. We have pressure rates. We have pressures. We have everything you could want, everything that you need. 2021 points per game, 2022 points per game, draft capital, age, team. PFF grades. How many tackles did they have? RAS scores. How many tackles did they have last year? College Trade value. It truly is unfair to call these rankings because they're not. It's more like an IDP kind of compendium. It's a dang bio is it is. It is everything that you need. It's an encyclopedia. Bobo, I know you remember the days of like – the Britannica encyclopedia sure. sets that you can yeah. get like read 26 night. books, mm-hmm. A to Z. That's what Addy has put out for y'all. I'm in R right now. Only five bucks a month, folks. Theidpshow.com. Sign up to become a paid supporter over there. You're going to get access to Adam's dynasty rankings. You're going to get the IDP draft kit uh, that we're going to be putting out uh, right after the NFL draft. So you want to get your hands on that resource. We're going to have some awesome stuff. We're cooking up with Jake Colhagen. Uh, We're just talking with our boy tonight about some stuff he's going to be doing. You get first crack at these best ball drafts that uh, we're going to be doing, Bobo. So many reasons to be a paid supporter. But even if you just got Adam's rankings, that would be a steal. Yep. So head over to theidpshow.com. It should be a lot more, truly. It really should. We should be charging. It's a lot of work. It's, I, I'm telling y'all, I'm in Google Drive every day for work, and there's Addy. Adam Markham edited today on the 
IDP Dynasty Compendium. It's basically the only thing I've been doing in my spare time lately. That's right. We want to level up. We yep. can't. You can't golf. Jerry's so right. going to be in the ranks. That's right. Every single day, folks. Just for you. Hope Adam never moves south. Yeah, it's true. The ranks <laughs> will go straight to hell if he's able to go move you around. He is. So let's talk about number 21, Jonathan Owens, cornerback on RSO for the Houston Texans. 84 solos, 41 assists, a sack, and four pass breakups. 80.9 tackle grade, 83% of snaps across 17 games played. 10.13 points per game. Addie, the Houston Texans had quite a few players on this list as well. Jonathan Owens clocking in at number 21. Yeah, it's a bad team. It's a bad defense. I mean, basically all the defensive backs were pretty good. I mean, Desmond King was really – is he on this list? He is. Yeah. He's very high on this list. So that's three of them, right? Yeah. Yes, because we've got the he number tried. one finisher is also from the Houston Texans. Yeah, so I mean – do we care about Jonathan Owens and Dynasty? No. 48.3 PFF grade, 49.0 coverage grade. There's a very good chance this guy gets replaced. Um, I wouldn't look too much into it. He was just a body they needed. You know, Houston is, is going to be trying to completely change that team, probably completely New coach gut, coming gut that in. Team. Yep. Uh, I would not be too confident really in any of the options uh, in Houston outside of Christian Harris, Jalen Petre. Um, Jonathan Grenard, maybe. I mean, it's gross. Maybe it's very gross. Your boy, uh, Ob- Ghania, whatever. Did he get in trouble today? Obania, Okorongo. No, that was uh, Charles Charles yeah. right. They're still playing. Obania. I mean, that was that was a big loss. Yeah, because Omenihu's been playing really he's well, been pretty good this year. Mm. Yeah, that's for right. real NFL. That's right. Yeah, he's uh, formerly of the Texans, now with San Francisco. Oh, you, your boy, what's his name? Ebukam. Oh, Ogbania Okorongo. He's been really good. Yeah, he I don't know been. if he's still going to be under contract, but. He's someone that you can probably still find out on the waivers. The Texans are going to have a new coach coming in, yeah. new defensive scheme. It's just it's an, it's a lot of turnover coming. That team is building something. I don't know that I necessarily want any of the pieces, but I think the takeaway here is there are certain teams where certain positions can be very, very profitable, uh-huh. right? I mean, there are certain teams like Philadelphia where the, everyone, on the, everyone on the defensive line was a screaming value. And we're going to see several teams here that – for whatever reason, like we mentioned, had a lot of DBs finish inside the top 24. So will Houston be back in that mix? Maybe so. I don't think this team is going to be good for a few years. Uh, I think it's going to take them some time to turn it around. So maybe a team you want to target in these best ball drafts to try to see if you can catch lightning in a bottle with a Jonathan Owens type in 2023. Another guy that started out really hot and kind of fizzled. 10.5 points per game the first one through nine weeks, and then 8.5, 10 through 18. Eddie, did you pull that from the Dynasty rankings? I did. Yet again. Okay, beautiful. I just wanted to make wow. sure we were still in those beautiful ranks. Number 20 here, Bobo. Who do we have on our list next? Buda Baker, Cardinal safety here with 75 solos, 36 assists, one TFL, seven pass breakups, two interceptions, and one forced fumble on the season. He finished the year with a 74.5 overall PFF grade, an 80.2 run defense grade, and a 70.4 coverage grade to go along with 98% of the snaps played in 2022, and that's across 15 games, 11.53 points per game. Are we back on Buddha, or, you know, we kind of, Buddha was kind of like Jalen Thompson, I feel like, in 2020, where we were a little hesitant to get on board, you know, and here we are again, Buddha Baker, who we've kind of perennially 
drafted as a DB1, Josh, now is a back-end DB2 again. Yeah, man, I think I look at Buddha more as love him in the real NFL, heartbeat of that Arizona Cardinals defense, but as young, up-and-coming DBs are pushing up the ranks, and Addy, you're going through this exercise right now. I'd be curious how you feel about Buda Baker. It feels like Buda's one of those guys that's sliding as other guys are rising. Correct. I have Buda at safety eight right now. He is going to be uh, 27 and a half when the season starts. That's not that big of a deal. But, yeah, I mean, he's, you know, 12 points per game. That's great. But let's we don't want to overvalue that. I mean, you can get that. You can find that. That's yeah. not that's not that hard to find. I think the problem is he's still going to be drafted high, and he's going to sure. be drafted higher than probably where he's going to finish. So he's not going to be a player I would say most of us are going to be targeting in drafts. He's got a cool name. Yeah. He's an awesome, he's an awesome I, player. I he's mean, a genuinely. guy you'd love to root for and have on your team. But I think the 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 kind of um the sizzle is kind of outstripping and outpacing the the production right now. Yeah. Six hundred and fifty uh, total tackles in his first six years. So I mean, he's been he's been fantastic tackle wise. But yeah, I mean, he's solid. Don't don't hear what we're not saying. To quote the fantasy footballers, we're not saying Buda Baker is bad. Is not someone you want on your team. You have to spend a top six exactly. pick. You still have to, to pay him. up to get Buda, and he's just not going to no. offer that kind of ROI at this point in his career. Talk about another team that's going to have a complete makeover. Yeah. So who knows what this team will and look like? And also with Buda, like what's been happening the last few years? He's been getting banged up. That's right. Yeah. You know, like he's having some pretty big injuries, and he's not a big guy. No. You know, I don't know how that kind of you know, works against your body not being a big guy and taking those many hits. But here's a question for you. This is kind of something that I had looked in Adams' ranks and thought about. Buda Baker in Dynasty or Jamal Adams? Man, I think I still – I'll probably go Buda Baker. You want, you want to say Jamal Adams, don't you? Jamal Adams just can't stay healthy right now. He just now. can't, yeah. man. I'm just – I think i got to be out on him. Yeah. I mean, he's – I mean – with me saying that, though, understand that's a good buy window, I think. I is mean, Jamal to the everyone's point? Everyone's out on this guy, I believe. Is he to the point in his career with his health, though, to where you feel like it could hit one day where it's like, wow, Jamal retired? I was thought you were going to say, Jamal's been healthy for three straight seasons and played 17 games. If that happens, uh, that would, yeah, he would be, he would I ball. don't think it would cost you much to go acquire Jamal Adams No, right I think now. you could get him for a third, maybe. I was, I was thinking a fourth. I mean, depends so, on how, how the person feels that has yeah. him, I think. I in, won't let him go for a fourth. No, Adam, I wouldn't either. In Adam's ranks, Jamal but I wouldn't pay a third. is 27.3 years old, and his trade value is a third, while mm-hmm. Buddha is 27.1 years old, and again, the trade value is essentially a third. So it's kind of a break-even. Yeah, those uh, two guys are very close in my mind. It may be worth throwing the dart to see if Jamal can stay healthy mm-hmm. because a healthy Jamal is worth more than a We've healthy We've seen him Buddha. be the safety one. Yeah. Yep. You know, and what are the – we got um, this is Jordan healthy. Brooks. This Jordan Brooks ACL injury. Right. So will he still be around in Seattle? Yes, but is he going to play at all next season? No, I mean, Jamal, he, is he in danger? He is, no, he got that big deal as soon as they traded for him. I wonder if they have an out potentially. Yeah, I'll look it up. But You're right, Josh. Um, it's going to be Cody Barton, LB1. Yeah. Wow. They'll bring in someone. They'll somebody. bring in someone. I could see them. Bring Bobby Wagner back. <laughs> that would be hilarious. They just like, hey, yeah, sorry about all Let the Let me talk about blood. the next one while you're Hold looking on. that up, Josh. Potential out after 2024. Okay. It would cost them $21.3 million to cut him, Sheesh. and he's only 18.1 against Boy, the cap. One of the worst deals in the One of the history. worst trades 
Uh, Russell Wilson kind of eclipses everything in terms of bad trades recently, but Jamal Adams has not worked out either. Seattle leveled out. Bad on Jamal, great on Russell. A lot of people throwing shade at the Bradley Chubb trade as well. That has gotten a lot of hate on the I mean, Normie NFL pods. They gave up a first, and they paid him a ton, and he didn't really do much. And then they lost the first in the tampering. So they went from having two first mm. to zero uh, because wow. they traded one for Chubb and then lost one. Who gets that pick for the tampering? It's just a, it's just a forfeited pick. Wow. Yeah, only yeah. 31 picks in the first round yep. this year. That's crazy. That's the first time ever? That's the first time I can remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's insane. So Mr. Irrelevant will be one pick less than he was That's last right. year. That's right. That's right. So, you wanted to read the next guy, Bobo? I do, because I want to get your take here. Number 19, Javon Holland, safety for the Miami Dolphins. Had 77 solos, 19 assists, one and a half sacks, one TFL, seven pass breakups, one forced fumble, two interceptions, and he had 18 punt return yards. Thanks for that, Aaron. Uh, His PFF overall grade was a 67. He had a pass rush grade of 76, and he played 99% of snaps across 17 games in 2022 and a 10.29 points per game last year. Joshua, Kyle Raymer, what's your temperature on Javon Holland? Love him as a uh, DB2 option. You know, I've got him right now as like my DB2-3. He's in the mix there. Don't feel great if he's your DB1. Yeah. But 99% of snaps, I think he's a playmaker. Mm -hmm. You listen to the Dolphins broadcast and the announcers are talking up, you know, this guy's a big play machine. Uh, he's got great instincts. So I feel great about Javon. Um, I think as long as you're valuing him appropriately, then you know, you're know you not setting your sights on maybe where it was this time last year where it's like, hey, Javon Holland has like top 10, top 12 upside. I think if you're looking at him as a top 24 DB, as you can see, that kind of expectation paid off. I think you could be wrong. I think he could be a safety one. He could, absolutely. He, he could have one of those years. Yeah. He, he's 22.9 years old. Yeah, I'm not saying he can't be a DB1, but I'm not expecting that. Okay. I, I see it, it in his range of outcomes, yeah, absolutely. Very up and down, right? Yeah. He'll mm-hmm. he'll finish maybe a safety three one year, then he'll be safety 30 the next year, right? Mm-hmm. It, he's all dependent on those big plays, and he, he does have a knack for making them. Yeah. But, yeah, this year he was pretty average, only playing 28% of the snaps in the sweet spot. That's not ideal. Um, and then – Weeks 1 through 9, he averaged 12.5 points per game. Weeks 10 through 18, just 7.8 points per game. I was going to say, what were his splits? Because it felt like he fell off at the end of the season. I was he not did. plugging him into the lineup much at all. And that was a bummer, too, because Brandon Jones went out. You know, he missed, I think, he went out like midway through the year, right? And then we figured, okay, well, maybe maybe uh, Javon Holland, you know, steps into that that box safety role, plays closer to the line of scrimmage. But that did not happen at all. Nope. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just – Javon Holland is not someone that I'm really interested in rostering just because I don't like – I'm just I'm not into that. I'm not into the, the up and down and, like, you're going to get some weeks that are, you know, five points, five look, – look at this log. Five, five, three, two, six. Like, no, thank that's you. half his games. Because you're going to be out of rhythm with the good weeks that he has. You're mm-hmm. going to be picking the bad weeks to put him in and picking the good weeks to exactly. bench him. Exactly. You're going to be getting frustrated when he goes on those little cold spells yeah. and get him out of the lineup, then he's going to blow up, and you're like, I hate, I hate you. I hate this guy. Get this guy off my <laughs> roster. So I have him as that DB2, that safety two in RSO, so I'm not super concerned. I've got some nice safety options there, and I think that's how you have to play it. 
I'm not really pegging. I don't even like pegging him as this is my locked and loaded safety yeah. too. Yeah. I want him in a stable of safeties that I could plug in with confidence, mm-hmm. depending on matchup, if he's been playing well, so on and so forth. Adam has him right around Xavier McKinney, um, Kyle Duggar, kind yeah, of in the ranks. That feels about right. I agree with that. McKinney was frustrating this year. I looked up in my week 10. I'm like, wow, I've started this guy all year, and he's been kind of trash. Yep. Um, then he went out and hurt his hand. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, Xavier. Good job. Uh, what was that, an ATV accident? That he almost lost three fingers. What? Yeah, it was serious. JPP status. I got yeah. He knew where I was going. That's right. I could hear the wheels turning. (laughs) Next up here on the list, number 18, Adrian Amos, safety for the Green Bay Packers. We mentioned him earlier as one of the Packers that made this list. 73 solos, 29 assists, one sack, seven TFLs, five pass breakups, a pick, and a fumble recovery. Graded best on PFF, 73.2 tackle grade, only 54.2 Overall, 95% of snaps across 17 games played for 10.37 points per game on average. Adrian Amos was a nice little surprise, Addy. Yeah, he was solid. I mean, he's been solid the past, what? I mean, really his whole career, and especially in Green Bay. Um, although, Has he played anywhere else other than Green Bay? I don't think so. Don't think Cut so. that if you would, Josh. Absolutely not. <laughs> but no, I mean, Amos That's my is, favorite tradition. Amos, Cut that. No. <laughs> Amos is not going to be somebody we're really targeting, right? I mean, he's... He's hitting up there in age. I mean, he's just... I think the question we need to ask around this table is, are these guys that we would draft in a best ball draft? In a best ball draft? So, I mean, for like a a redraft type deal, yes. Yeah, I think I would. The guy finished top 24. Yeah. But there's also (laughs) something to be said for these like kind of guys, Bobo, who are just like, yeah, I'll give you like 7, 8, 9, 12... There's something to be said for in best ball drafts saying, screw those guys. Yeah. Give me the guys who score you zero or score you 32 points. Exactly. If I'm not in a bunch of best balls with you two losers, I'm just going to be grabbing a bunch of these cornerbacks. Yep. You might shore up your lineup with like a late Adrian Amos just to give you a more steady option when those guys bottom out. But I'm almost mostly going to be swinging for upside. But I can tell you, even in some leagues this year, I won with... Keyshawn Nixon and Marcus Jones in my DB slot. Not, and this is just regular IDP, even dynasty like fantasy. Um, they got me some W's this year, not even in a best ball, you know, setup, just in a week to week type setup. They're, they're down the stretch. Some of these guys like really, really perform for me. So, yes, Adrian Amos, I don't care about. Darnell Savage, I don't care about. Um, I don't know. Most of this Packers secondary outside of Keyson Nixon really for me is pretty gross. They don't throw it Jair Alexander. Um, no. So it was like a big shakeup coming to the yeah. Green Bay secondary too, right? And yep. that whole team. I mean, they're about to go through a completely different phase. Aaron Rodgers getting traded to the Jets. And we haven't had this conversation, but the Quay Walker meltdown thing yeah. was not, was not it was a, a great bad look. look for it was Quay. a really bad look for because him. Because he had a great season, and then you get these two incidents where he just acts like an idiot. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can't do this stuff, man. Yeah. And then, what's his name, looking at him, just being like, dude, you got to play smart. Yeah, he's like, I think like, LaFleur was like, use your head. Like, yeah. be smart. And they lost that game. That yeah. A big probably reason yeah. why. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just you already to- have, um, you know, you're – up against it with this feisty Lions team who wants to knock you out of the playoffs, and then one of your best defensive players gets himself ejected from the game. It's like for pushing just, an assistant, yeah, or something like just shooting yourself in the foot. It was a really bad look for that, Quay Walker. That Hopefully, 
grows up a little bit. In the tunnel was pretty rough. Oh yeah, yeah. The, looking like a four year old. Yeah, they really. Yeah, Salas doesn't even do that. Honestly. Yeah, they yeah. they did not do him any favors showing the tunnel cam. But I don't know how you couldn't show it after that, he put on that display. That lowered his IDP value. Yeah, for us. thank you. You drop him down the ranks at all, Addy? It didn't help it. I mean, yeah, you're did. not. You're like, ah, this dude's like, kind of a knucklehead. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Yeah, that's not great. Bobo, what do you think about this next guy here? 17 on the list. Rodney McLeod Jr., safety for the Indianapolis Colts. 59 solos, 37 assists, 8 tackles for loss, 8 pass breakups, hit a fumble recovery, 2 picks, and an INT touchdown. Graded pretty well on PFF, 80.1 with an 85.3 coverage grade, 91% of snaps across 17 games, good for 10.44 points per game. I think you were rolling out Rodney McLeod late in the season, weren't you? I literally have his game log pulled up from the XFL. Um, and the boy was fancy down the stretch. Um, he was great for you. You know, depending on your league scoring, he was probably hovering around the 10 points per game. Might have got you up to 15. Might have got you down to about nine or so. But, dude, I'm telling you, in what literally was one of the hardest years for me, DB-wise, not even DB, but safety-wise, for me to find any type of relevant week-in and week-out production. How do you say his name? I always want to say McLeod. Rodney McLeod. Yes, Rodney okay. McLeod, yeah. I think Joey said something weird. McLeod. Yeah, <laughs> that northern McLeod. accent threw me for a loop. But, uh, dude, McLeod was fine for me. I don't know what his staying power there is uh, in Indy. You not much. He's 32. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really trusting. There's Rodney Thomas. They have another he Rodney. He pretty solid. He yeah, was a rookie. He was and I always get him and Rodney McLeod confused. But Rodney Thomas is the rod that you want. The rod you don't want is the old rod that came over from Philadelphia. I was like, Rodney McLeod is not keeping uh, Nick Cross Nick Cross off the field. And sure enough, Rodney sure McLeod did. kept Nick Cross off the field. Yeah, that's that's the bummer, right? It makes you think what could have been with Nick Cross. McLeod, the usage was amazing. 70% of his snaps were in the sweet spot this year. That was like top 10 among safeties. Um so, yeah, I mean, it's a great role there for whoever the safety is going to be. I don't expect it to be Roddy McLeod again. Hopefully I, it's Nick Cross. Hopefully so. Yeah. I think Get it together, Nick. The Colts hope that as well. Who y'all hired? That's a good question. The only person we've requested a second interview for is Ajiro Evero. If you remember, Sig said, whoever interviews Ajiro Evero, that is a smart team. Huh? So I like that we're calling this guy back for a second interview. Um, but I don't know at this point. I've seen rumors of Dan Quinn getting a second interview, which is interesting because that'd be two defensive coordinators. I'm hoping we go offensive, young offensive mind who can build a good ecosystem around a rookie quarterback. Ursay calls Josh Raymond tomorrow and says, Josh, I'm hiring somebody at 10 o'clock. Who are we hiring? Shane Steichen. Really? Eagles offensive coordinator. Okay. Yep. Build, we're going to trade up. Jim, listen. Listen, Jim. Put down the put down the substances. <laughs> you're gonna trade up to one. You're gonna take Bryce Young. You're gonna hire Shane Steichen, and we're gonna roll forward for the, you know, with the blueprint that has worked for 25 plus years of drafting the QB at number one seemed to work out pretty well with Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck until he retired. Are you team uh, Young over Stroud? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. What I like about what I've heard about Bryce Young and what I've watched him play, his ability to process the field is is pretty next level. You don't so. like Will Levi's? Levi's. <laughs> <laughs> like he needs to go to uh, Ooh, the 49ers and be in Levi's Stadium. Woo! That makes the most sense to That's me. That's next that level, be, Josh. That give me chills. That's meta, Josh. You, you, you've worked it in. Another scratch it off your bingo card. <laughs> Sir. Addy having chills. Still having chills, huh? May want to get that looked at, Addy. 
Tis the season. This is the season for chills. <laughs> Next up here, Minka Fitzpatrick, safety for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 56 solos, 40 assists, a tackle for loss, 11 pass breakups, 6 picks, and an interception touchdown graded very well across the board. 80s across the board except on pass rush. 99% of snaps, 10.57 points per game. Minka was fine this year, Addy. Yeah, he was solid. I mean, he, you know, like like Minka always does, he has that big play upside. And you saw it early on in the season, week one, 40 points, week four, 26 points, week 13, 22 points. But there were some lows, too. Week three was four points. Week five was three points. Week 11 was six points. Week 15 was five points. So, I mean, that's that's Minka Fitzpatrick. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at points per game, the points per game was up this year. He was averaging 13.6 points per game, 11.7 last year. So, I mean, good news across the board. The tackle numbers were definitely down. Yeah, that was what we expected to come down because right. he had an outrageous number of tackles last year. But the interceptions, the big plays came back up this year. That's right. So six interceptions six, yeah. and one INT touchdown. That's just what you get. I mean, he's still gonna he's still one of the better actual safeties in the league. Always a big play threat. So I mean, yeah, you I think you should feel good having that guy in your lineup. Yeah. If you hear a discrepancy in the points per game, these points per game totals are pulled from our RSO league, which is a slightly modified scoring because we started our main league before we created big three scoring. Yeah. Don't so, get too hung up on the yes. scoring. I mean, most, most of these leagues translate. Like we play yeah. in big the, play type leagues. The right? finishes are, it's just a very slightly modified version of We're big talking three like scoring. Maybe a point per game off or something. Yeah. Our players so, get more points than the other teams. We don't talk about it much, but yeah, that's true. It's a caveat. Hey, so next up here, Bobo, Rasul yeah. Douglas, sure. cornerback, Green Bay Packers, uh-huh. 69 solos, 16 assists, a sack, 14 tackles for loss, 13 PBUs, mm. a forced fumble, and four picks green across the board on the PFF grades, 89% of snaps, 17 games played, 10.7 points per game. He was one of those Packers that performed well, but do we care, Bobo? I don't care. Y'all like uh, peanut butter sandwiches? What, what's your go-to? You no. do jelly? Mm. I'll tell you what I do after after. I mean, guys. I don't really like. Uh, I don't like a lot of jelly. I like kind of a little bit of jelly. Strawberry. You don't want it like oozing good. out the sides, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jam, jelly, preserve. jelly for sure. Okay, f some jam. No, no thank you. <laughs> no thank you, jam. Get what about out of you, here, Joshy? Jam. I haven't been doing many sandwiches. Gluten free oh, yeah. bread is not great. It's it's been hard to find bread that's actually worth eating. What's it taste like? Like there's been some bread we've eaten that legit tastes like styrofoam. Really? Yeah, it's bad. Huh? Like cardboard. <laughs> it's really rough. What's styrofoam taste like, Addy? Um, cardboard. <laughs> yeah, like cardboard. Cardboard tastes like styrofoam, and vice versa. So, yeah, I haven't been doing a lot of Sammy's Well, that's recently. a bummer, Josh. Yeah, sorry, guys. I know, man. That's you know what you need to, to do make instead? a lot of life changes. My boy loves when we do, like, saltine crackers and then put peanut butter on them. That's a Put classic. the marshmallows on them. Oh, wow. Slide them in the oven. Heat wow. them up. Next level, man. I thought you were going to stop after the gluten, crackers and peanut butter. Saltines. The, the crackers have been okay. Yeah. Bread is hard because yeah. the texture is always off on gluten-free uh, bread. But it's like a regular saltine cracker. Is that gluten? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Has that thing kind of depressing not it's being so enjoy food and Dude, stuff it's like i can't eat, i can't go get great american donuts i'll be honest I with can't you can't get fried chicken i tried oh the God. not gluten thing for a while i think my body like has to have gluten mm-hmm. like i went into like a like a shock <laughs> like a, a good function type of mode so yeah. it's like we're out driving around like all right well we want to just get a quick lunch 
But Chick-fil-A's closed. <laughs> Josh is just what are we going to do? Crying in the passenger seat. It's like seat. all the places that we used to eat, we can't eat there anymore. By the way, Chick-fil-A closing on Campbell Lane has been really, a bummer. Really, a really bummer. messed me up. <laughs> really thrown a monkey wrench into your whole, like, now you got a 15-minute commute out the other yeah, way. exactly. Got to go over to the one by the going. Or fight mall. the interstate. Yeah, yeah, people I, I work from, uh, like, Right down the road from Chick Fil A, it's been amazing. You yeah. can walk there. We famously hit a golf club. wondered if you could throw a baseball to Chick Fil A. The answer was no. Could you hit a golf ball to Chick Fil A? No. Answer chance. also no. no. <laughs> yeah. We determined. So yeah, Razul Douglas. Um, he was fine. As interesting as a conversation about gluten free bread. He's solid. I mean, Razul Douglas. That was one of the better signings last year. Was they picked that guy up mid season? He was. He was a. a freak. Fantastic. They re signed him. Yeah. So, so he's he's been good. I mean, yeah, another top twenty four finish. I mean. Um, averaged 10.3 points per game the first uh, nine weeks, 13.1 down the stretch, weeks 10 through 18. So, I mean, yeah, he, he was great again. And then, yeah, 13 pass breakups. That's always a nice little clue to, like, yeah. who's actually good because yes. that's that's an indicating stat that this guy is good. This guy is, is making plays. Um, it's almost like pressures and sacks. 13 pass breakups, four interceptions. You're touching the ball a lot. Yep. Yeah. You're getting targeted. You're making plays on the ball. Let me talk about the next one. Yes. We're starting to get here. into some actual spicy names here, Bobo. Richie Grant, safety 14 on the season with the Atlanta Falcons, 70 solos, 53 assists. Wow. That's over 120 totals uh, tackles for the year. Three TFLs. Is my math right there? Yes, it is. 120. Yeah. Uh, seven PBUs, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, two interceptions. His highest graded um, PFF grade of the season was a 69 coverage grade. He played 100% of the snaps. That he did. In 2022. Played all 17 games. That boy never came off the field. 10.78 points per game. I bet Richie tired right now. 10.78 points per game. Richie Grant's a safety. I'm actually a little bit excited about, Addy. I'm going to tell you, Ben's yeah. been trying to throw Richie Grant in on every single trade offer he's sent me here lately. I know he's not listening to this, so I can tell y'all. But if y'all want Richie Grant, hey, he's will get him. He'll pitch him in. Yeah, I mean, you know, we were all really bummed about Richie Grant. You know, he was the guy, he was the safety that everyone was after in yeah. that, what was it, 2021 class? That's right. And then he just didn't get much playing time last year. So, I mean, you have to be hype to see this type of year from him and then when he did play didn't he play a weird role yeah was he was playing i think a little bit of slot yeah cornerback wasn't really a safety a little role, bit of cb like. yeah. yeah so played 53 percent of his uh snaps in the sweet spot this year so he's playing a more traditional safety role this year usage, yep we did not see that in his rookie season classic sort of uh post by or, or post rookie season by candidate coming off a disappointing campaign that's a great recipe a lot of times for going and getting players uh, like Isaiah Simmons that have a yeah. lot of hype uh, and then end up disappointing. There probably would be a lot of people, a lot of casual IDP managers who will not realize how well Kyle Hamilton ended the season. Oh, yeah. You could probably go float some ridiculous offers out there even now for Kyle Hamilton and probably snag him for cheap. Because everybody's looking at end-of-year ranks. How many points did they have at the end of the season? Nobody's right. actually looking at beginning of the season versus the end of the season, where they where they fit in there. Where could we find that? I believe uh, Addy's Dynasty ranks over at the IDPshow.com. Oh, Bobo. I didn't, I didn't know they had that. While we're on it, let's just, let's just talk about Kyle Hamilton and the usage that he had. Beautiful, by the way. 81% of the snaps in the sweet spot. And if you're not familiar with sweet spot, I think it was Evan Ronda. That Evan Ronda, that is his term. That is defensive line plus box plus slot snaps. That is the sweet spot. Those are the, the snaps that are closer to the line of scrimmage. Those are, that means the tackle numbers will be easier to attain. Um, 
81% of the snaps. That's one of the highest numbers I think I've ever heard. It's up there. I mean, as far as safeties goes, only Amani Hooker, Kyle Duggar, that's it. That's the only wow. two, two safeties in front of him is for that usage. Now, of course, you know, um, he didn't have the snaps of those guys. Yeah, had, he didn't have the snap volume, but, but the gotta usage. Figure, yeah. you got to figure next year that that's going to completely change. Do we think that is Chuck Clark going to maybe be out of the door? Let's look up the contract. I'd be curious if they have an out because I think, but Chuck Clark played a hundred percent of snaps, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's they solid just, safety. Are they going to kick that guy to the curb? Speak- I'm worried about assuming that again, Bobo. Speaking of a hundred percent of snaps, that does a lot for me that Richie Grant didn't come off the field mm-hmm. all season. Yep, that's really really cool. The last the last year of Chuck Clark's contract is next year. They can save about $4 million by cutting him. Mm, we'll see about that. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. if you look at the way he ended the year from week 14 on, seven points, 26.7 points, 6.75 in week 16, nine points in week 17, 10 points in week 18. So a, a really solid finish to, uh, to the year for him. Yep. Well, let's uh, wrap up the first half of the top 24, gentlemen, with number 13. Speaking of sort of like – buying players after a disappointing start to their careers. Grant Delpit clocks in at number 13, the safety for the Cleveland Browns, 72 solos, 33 assists, four tackles for loss, 10 PBUs, and four uh, four interceptions. Uh, graded okay, 63.6 overall. Uh, was not good uh, in pass rush, so thankfully he didn't need to do a lot of that. Decent in coverage, 62.5. Pretty good in run defense, 69.3. 68.5 tackle grade, but played 100% of snaps across 17 games. 10.82 points per game. Addy Grant Delpit finally turned into the type of player we were expecting when he was drafted high. He was really good this year. Yeah, 10 points per game the first nine weeks. That turned into 13 points per game weeks 10 through 18. So... Great second half. The usage was good. 58% of the snaps in the sweet spot. Um, that was 47 on the line, 426 in the box, 155 in the slot. So, I mean, love that usage. And, yeah, I mean, this is what, his this is his third year? Third, his year. third year. Yeah. The first year was a wash because of the injury. Yep. But, yeah, this is this – is, we love to see this trend. Um, I think he's, he's undervalued. There's not a lot of people probably that really are paying much attention to, to Grant Delpit. Bobo, are we are we worried at all though that this Cleveland Browns defense that <laughs> fired its defensive coordinator probably is going to have some upheaval at certain positions? Grant Delpit secure in that role? I listened back to uh, the last episode we were on the other day. It was all three of us, and we were talking about how I don't remember what week this was, week fourteen or fifteen or sixteen, and it was the whole. Deion Jones versus Tony Fields weirdness because all of a sudden Deion Jones had had a good game and we're like, we can trust him now, can't we? And you're like, no, because nope. they're probably going <laughs> to use Tony Fields. And I'm pretty sure that next week it was like, yep, that's exactly what they did. So, and even when, you know, people forget, I got JOK this offseason and felt like it was highway robbery. Like, I felt like I got him for a second, didn't like you? Like a second round pick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got a guy who Macri really likes. And if Macri likes a guy, you need to pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. But um, even JOK, like even through the year, like there was just times where it was like, wow, he played not a lot this game. Like what are y'all doing? Man, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do there. Now they're bringing Jim Schwartz in um, 
from is that who they hired as the defensive coordinator? I believe so. I believe wow. that was actually uh, something that happened this week. They that's t- right. That's right. Because they were saying it's wheels up for Miles Garrett, but the rest of the defense disagree. Yeah. I hardcore disagree. You didn't go back to watch like how rotational his defensive ends were there in. Philadelphia. There will be an article coming up here soon where I talk about some of Adam's ranks and, and some of the guys that are buys and sells and holds. And honestly, I think we're in a pretty primo uh, sell Miles Garrett window right now. I don't know what y'all think about that. I don't care about Kyle Duggar. Honestly, or Kyle Duggar, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, He's next oh, on the list. I'm so like, sorry, Josh. We're skipping don't keep me out. <laughs> I don't really care about Grant Delpit. I actually think there's a small segment of Brown's Twitter that hates Grant Delpit. Like, they think he's terrible. Which is funny. I don't know if y'all have ever like actually jumped jumped on Twitter and like. I think most fans on Twitter hate all the players. It's possible. It's possible. But um. But anyways, I don't know what y'all think about Miles Garrett. There's no. I think that's right. I think he's. It's probably a good time to sell for for max value. You know. Mm -hmm. He's gonna have some kind of freaky off the field accident that. That's what may keep him out for an extended period. If it's crashing his car, trying to kill Mason Rudolph, COVID. Yeah, COVID. (laughs) Yeah, John Johnson. They do have a potential potential out with John Johnson this year. Um, so to answer the question, I do think Grant Delpit is secure. Yeah. I think. I think oh, he's yeah. safe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I want him for like the next, you know, five to seven years, but for the next year or two, yeah. People I forget think he's, it was him and McKinney. They were both first rounders. Right. I'm pretty sure, yep. and they both had real freak accidents. Um, this is really a second year. Yes, Delpit was an Achilles. Yes. And then McKinney was an ACL or something, maybe. Yeah, but John Johnson, uh, Ronnie Harrison, I think both those guys are probably going to be out of town. So I mean, it's going to be Delpit. Yeah. Delpit's the last guy standing. It's kind of like the linebacker room. Yeah. He's he's the he's the only dude left in the room. He's yeah. the Will Smith gif. Yeah. Gosh, please don't ruin JOK. Please make something to that poor man. My gosh, he's too athletic. I think he'll be fine. I know he's not like your quintessential like huge middle linebacker, but the guy's so good when he plays. Don't ruin him, Cleveland. You hear don't me? Ruin him. Don't do it. He's just got to stay healthy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, and people have to be good in Cleveland and make the right calls. I just don't trust a lot of defensive coordinators. Yeah, and I don't trust that team to make the right calls. Yeah. They got Deshaun Watson as the quarterback. <laughs> That's true. So, we're <laughs> That's take, a good call, Josh. Thank you very much. Speaking Another of good, good calls. call <laughs> is uh, playing on the RSO platform. We're going to take a quick break so that you can hear more. Take a big dump. <laughs> yeah, take a big dump, according to Adam. Don't push the button. There's, you don't know what's pulled up right now. Don't push the button. Yeah, there you go. It's all solid. Just do it with your mouth. Uh, Good call, Do Eddie. it with your mouth. We're going to take a quick break to hear about RSO and all the wonderful features of that platform. And when we come back, we will be diving into the top 12. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in just a sec. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The fantasy football offseason is here, which means it's time to kick back, relax, and start looking for new dynasty leagues. And if you're looking for something new that will truly challenge your skills as a fantasy manager, you need to check out Reality Sports Online. 
You've heard us talk about RSO on this podcast many times before because it truly is our favorite Dynasty League, and for good reason. RSO takes everything you love about Dynasty Fantasy Football and cranks it up to 11. We're talking multi-year contracts, full IDP, IR and taxi squads, franchise tags, rookie drafts, contract extensions, rookie options, and a whole lot more. There is no instruction manual in an RSO league because each league is its own unique beast. It's just you and your proverbial machete hacking through the jungle trying to find shelter, and it is awesome. You will quickly become obsessed with building a team the way real NFL GMs build teams. Want to spend big on vets and chase a ring? You can! Want to build through the draft and set yourself up for years to come with a surplus of picks and cap space? Go for it! RSO is a blank canvas on which to create your masterpiece. If you want to try it out, we recommend starting with a free mock auction. That's another great feature of RSO, the free agent auction. We think once you get a taste of the unique features this platform offers, you'll be dying to jump into a real league. Once you're ready to start a league or join an existing one, keep listening to this podcast because once the Super Bowl is over, we'll have a promo code to get 10% off your site fee. In the meantime, head over to realitysportsonline.com and check out the mock auction feature. You're going to love it. Thanks again to RSO for sponsoring this episode and for building our favorite Dynasty League platform. Now back to the episode. And... uh... We're back. Top 12 boys, top 12 DBs. And uh, we're starting with the player that uh, Bobo spoiled from the last discussion on Grand Delphi. Uh, Kyle Duggar, safety for the New England Patriots. 50 solos, 28 assists, a sack, 5 TFLs, 8 pass breakups, forced fumble, fumble recovery, a fumble recovery touchdown, 37 kick return yards, three INTs, and two INT wow. touchdowns graded very well. A lot of nice dark green across the board on the PFF grades, but 74% of snaps across 15 games. Gentlemen, good for 12.32 points per game. Addy, I know before the season we were saying, Kyle Duggar, we can't trust him. Patriots defenders, Bill Belichick, he hates IDP managers, but here we see Kyle Duggar inside the top 12. I think he's a special player. Yeah, they brought in, what, Jabril Pepper, so I think there was a little bit of, like, uncertainty there. Like, yes. what's, what's his role going to be? They still had Adrian, Adrian Phillips. Phillips. who they extended, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, um, that was concerned there, but, yeah, 82% of his snaps in the sweet spot. I mean, that is, I think that's the tops among safeties. Yeah, it's, it's I'm pretty sure it is. Um but yeah, he was great. He was great, especially down the stretch. Um, averaged 16.3 points per game weeks 10 through 18. That was only nine and a half weeks one through nine. So really stepped up down the stretch. Love to see that finish. Got to also figure that's going to help him for next year, kind of be solidified in that role. Yeah, Kyle Duggar. I mean, the best usage in the league. Yes. And Bill Belichick loves Kyle Duggar, Bobo. Yeah. I think it's an important point. I think he trusted him more down the stretch. And he got to see more playing time. I think the question is, does the snap percentage go up? Because all these other guys we're talking about, 100% That's a of snaps. That's question I cannot answer. 90% of snaps. And I don't feel what confident. was he at? 74%. That's really weird. Yeah. Also, Get that guy really, on the field, Bill. Also, what's weird, why did we not see him return at all? 
I know. He was amazing at it in college, yep. you know? I figure we would have, I mean, they got Marcus Jones there now. because they got Marcus Jones. But before that, we yeah. never saw him that, that using that role. Just kind of kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to pull up here and see what his snap percentage actually looked like late in the season. The problem is, now we've talked about Duggar so much over the last couple of years, he's going to be a top eight mm-hmm. safety off the board. And I'm not sure that he's going to finish in the top eight. With the weird snaps, you know... Does Belichick use him? Does he not? I don't know. It's just not really a dart that I want to throw. So here's here's the encouraging part is that early in the season, you were seeing some snap percentages like 32.2, 57.5, 57.6. I think he was hobbled too. 32.4. But then from week eight on, he went 90, 72.5, 98, 85, 83, 85, 91, wow. 98. Okay. So the trend, the arrow was going up near the end of the season for Kyle Duggar. And I think that's why you saw the production kick up as well. Yeah. If, if you look at that second half, he was safety number four um, weeks 10 through 18. It was Marcus Jones, Keyshawn Nixon, Jalen Petre, Kyle Duggar. Wow. Keyshawn Nixon. Two return yards. Yeah, Marcus guys. Jones. Yeah. yeah. It matters. Yeah. It really it's does. Code. Yeah. So I, I think – and you should include that in your league. You should you, you, that should be yep. in your scoring. You yep. should count kick return yards. If they I, get I, points for it. You should get points. I still for it. standard have, in victory scoring, baby. That's right. I still have nerves around Kyle Duggar headed in next season because you're trusting the New England Patriots. Yeah, and we just never know from week to week. That is such a matchup based defense. You can't but trust I, them to play their talent. They have Uche that just that's right. They just don't want to play. What are we doing here? You sneaky son of a gun. I saw it the other day. You might be going I here. saw it. Had to get it off. Did you see it? You didn't see it. Boo Bam's got his team now. Could you please just move it from Josh to Boo Bam? <laughs> if I leave, it removes Boo Bam, and then Boo Bam has to rejoin. So I'm still just like. Boo Bam dropped Uche. Oh, my God. We're going to have to have a conversation yeah, old with Jeff. old Boo Bam. Oh, Addie was there to see it. <laughs> Snatch him right up. Thank you very much. Yum, yum, yum. So I do feel better about Duggar headed into 2023 than I felt probably headed into 2022, but still have questions about what is the usage going to look like. It's kind of like Houston to where it's like, which IDPs in New England do we trust? Duggar, do we trust? I mean, obviously, Judon. But do well, I'm the same thing again, though. I know. We didn't We're do anything. Laid down the second half. Told you. Adam said that early on in the season was like, yeah, look at the late in 2021. After their bye, he didn't really do anything. Well, Judon pulled another Judon in 2022. He's like, guys, I'm kind of tired. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of relax. A these bit. red sleeves are getting heavy. Yep. I just want to take a nap. Are you trusting Uche at all? I like Uche. I'm not going to overpay for any New England Patriots IDP. Uche will probably be a guy in best balls and in dynasty and in redraft next year where people are going to forget about him. And uh, he could have a nice little season again for them, I would say. Yes, he's got the DL tag on sleeper. Yes, Uche is good. Uche 19, is very 19% good. 19% pressure rate. Yes. Uche is good. And, and I, was, um, I was a fan of Uche uh, early on, too, like 2020, I think. Yeah. He, he had a stretch where he was really good. And I was just like, Bill, why are you not playing this guy more? If, it was, if he was anywhere but in New England – Uche is probably a top 15 DL asset. Yep. I feel like they know now, though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be Uche. Out of the I feel like they know, but I don't think it matters. 
I think it's just like we're wow. going to do whatever the defense requires week to week to match up with the offense. And sometimes that means Kyle Duggar is going to be on the field. Sometimes it means Uche will be, and sometimes they won't. Adam likes Uche. Um, edge 32. He's 24.4 years old. Went to that Michigan. Feels about right. 83.1 PFF grade in 2022. You want to know who's the edge 31 for Mr. Adam Markham right now? Who? Matt Judon. Oh. 30.5 years old. Getting old. Yeah. Getting old. I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. He's a talented player. I'm on Is board. he going to get the playing time? That's the question. Points per snap wise. We, we switched to an edge. Uh, it's okay. Edge show. That's all right. Four Points four. per snap wise among edge rushers. This is fun too. James Houston was number one. Get out of here, James Houston. He was insane this year. That's, a, that's someone that's really interesting in Dynasty. Nick Bosa was number two. Josh Uche, number three in points per snap. Means he's a good player. Yeah. Producing on a limited snap basis. I meant I said points per game. Points per game at the first. That was points per snap. Points per snap. Yeah, you said points per snap. So we distilled it even more from points per game. Beautiful. Get in these ranks, folks. $5 a month. You can get that Starbucks. Josh Sweat, number four. Josh Sweat. Hey, I put it off. Had the uh, top options from the IDP. He's he's back now. From the IDP playoffs or from the NFL playoffs, the top scoring IDPs videos just went out over on the IDPshow.com tonight. Check it out. But, uh, yeah, Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick both over 15 points in that uh, game against the New York Giants. Let's go. So Josh Sweat only played, what, like 56% of the snaps, too. Yeah. What's, what's going to happen when that gets up like 70, 75? Is it going to get up that high if they keep this yeah, defensive I mean, line stocked? Well, they're, they're aging. Yeah. You know, I mean, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, which, by the way, Brandon Graham is yeah, what a an maniac. Animal. What yeah. a freak. Have you, have you been listening to his mic'd up stuff? Oh, no. Dude, he is he's jawing oh, the is whole he? time. He's fun. Yeah. He's a fun player. I remember liking him on the All or Nothing season. He's like 33. Yeah, he's old. He's old, yeah. Off an Achilles? Well, he was a backup. They moved him into a backup role this year, and he just was like... He still had double-digit sacks. 11 sacks, right? Yeah. Crazy. Our had 11. Yeah, a lot of those guys had 11. I it was remember very seeing strange. him on waiver wires just kind of... I don't grabbing know. Yeah. It's like yeah. a lot of chase. Banking on sacks, but if you did, you probably profited he had some, from it. I remember he had like some blow-up weeks. Oh, yeah, like 40-point like weeks. Something weeks. stupid. Yeah. Baba, who's next on the list here? This is a guy, the apple of your eye when it comes to DBs. Number 11, Jaquan Brisker. Eli Apple! There's a good tweet I saw about him today. I need to share. Uh, the Chicago Bears safety, Jaquan Brisker. 73 solos, 31 assists, four sacks, five TFLs, two pass breakups. He shined in his PFF pass rush grade with a 70.2 grade. He played 100% of the snaps in 2022 against 15 games. Across 15 games, not against 15 games. And he had 12.37 points per game. Jaquan Brisker, when I turn on the television and watch safeties play football, might be one of the most uh, interesting, thought-provoking, fun Stimulating. Stimulating. Whatever type of adjective. Is that right? Adjective? That is correct. That you want to use a uh, type of player to watch in the in the NFL right now. I mean, y'all know how I feel about him. I really love Is he your safety one? Sure. Why not? Why not? Because Bold I, take. I, I love Bold take Eddie. I, I love the age. Um might be a little time to start fading Derwin just a touch. Um Macri just threw his phone at the nearest right. syrup lake. <laughs> I've got him safety too. Yeah, I mean, I think you need to sell Brisker though. 
Everybody Ooh. loves some brisker. Do they? Everybody loves brisker, dude. Well, they're yes, selling. So I mean, it, I'm just thinking about brisket. He's a DB, yep. so, so always good. sell. Yep. But man, if you can acquire him for not a lot, what is you what cannot. is you cannot acquire? What, what's like what in the streets? You're gonna I have, have to give. Streets. You're gonna have to give up a second. To I was gonna say it's oh, a second. I'm not right? giving a second for him. You're gonna man. have to. What did what did he? Because you took him in the fourth, mm-hmm. fifth of your rookie drafts. That's what I was gonna ask. Yep. Mm. Yeah. No, thank you. But yeah, I mean, he was. What he are you was, trading Brisker for right now, player wise? You gonna take a second for him? Somebody gives you a second for Brisker? Yeah, I'll take it. Absolutely, yeah. you will too. Yeah, yeah, cash that out. What about a player? Oh, I don't know. Can you come the up with any IDPs so right now? Man, that is tough. I'm gonna get in the ranks. What, I mean, he, like, a, like a if can I get Rashad Bateman for Jaquan Brisker? Oh please, I'll yes. try it. I'll try that out. Yes. Um, can I get Hollywood Brown for Jaquan Brisker? Let me do that too. Trayvon Walker or Jaquan Brisker. Uh, I'll take Brisker. That's a good question. They're gross. That's they're literally right next to each other, Bob. Yeah, I think he was trying <laughs> Stop to stop looking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's close. I mean, I think um, you definitely have more of a sure thing right now, at least with Jaquan Brisker. But what if Trayvon Walker taps into that raw potential? Um, so I'd probably take Walker. Do you want to give a shout out to Lackawanna Community College? That's where Jaquan Brisker started his uh, college career. Wow. Lackawanna? Lackawanna community. Wow. College. Is that in the ranks as well? It is. Oh my God. Okay, just, that's nuts. That. That's nuts. Yeah. So he was, he too was much there before he went to Penn State. Officially too much information in these ranks. Yeah. Yeah, I think Jaquan Brisker, <laughs> we talk about safeties that we're excited about. Brisker's very high on that list, but sounds like he might be getting a little overhyped right now, Bobo. He's still safety. Reminds me a lot of Mr. Jeremy Chin. Yeah. You know, you remember the hype for Jeremy Chin. I'm gonna tell y'all. Something. Do you have both Chen and Brisker? No, I don't have either of them okay. right now. I have a bunch of old people named Rodney McLeod and Rayshon Jenkins. Um, Their knees hurt. They got icy hot. Way back when, me, Adam, and Ben told you about a guy named Jeremy Chen, and you probably should have drafted him then. And this was way back right after the NFL draft had actually happened. Remember you guys did our recap pod. We put you Gosh. on... We put you on to Jeremy Chin way before it was cool. Adam put you on trading Jeremy Chin before it was cool. There's a reason you should listen. There's a reason you should get in these ranks. There's a reason you should pay attention. But you're right about Jaquan Brisker. Don't fall too over head over heels for any of these guys because at the end of the day, they are still all safeties. And really, when you talk about safeties and DBs and cornerbacks, I really see them as all points per game-wise. I don't care what's what I don't care what their name is. I don't care how, how old they are, whatever. Who can get me the most points per game? How much am I spending on them for whatever contract league I might be in? Um, That'll be an RSO league, Bubbo. Because it's not necessarily like defensive end where there's like Max Crosby who's way at the top, but then your DN fifteen is like two hundred points below him. You know the the. The froth at the top with these DBs yep. is there's a there's a lot of there's them a lot in of there. options that are pretty similar. I don't know if that made sense at all. To I liked the froth all, at the top. I know you did. Love froth. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Big froth boys. Let me read the next one for you. Josh. Sixty five percent of snaps for Jaquan Brisker in the sweet spot. That is good usage. I mean everything that we we great care player, about, exciting player. He yeah. checks all the boxes. Yeah, but sell his ass. Sell it. Yeah, get him out of here. He gone. Get him off. I don't your want teams. to see your face again, Jaquan. <laughs> yeah. Jaquan, get out of here. Go back to Lackanaki Community College. Whatever get it was. At. But Lackawanna. He, Lackawanna. That's in a TV show somewhere. Lackawanna. 
Maybe Gosh. I got trolled. Maybe I put some wrong info in there. And I he went to Greendale Community College, which is definitely from the show with <laughs> he Joel went McHale. To Big Side High. <laughs> God. All right, Bobo. Who's the next guy on the list here? Oh gosh, I'm afraid I may be down the Lackawanna community. Okay, Bobby's no, sucked into the, back re- in. the Reddit rabbit hole. The number ten safety for the 2022 season, Donovan Wilson for the Dallas Cowboys. 77 solos, 24 assists, 5 sacks, 7 TFLs, 2 pass breakups, and 1 interception to go with a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. He shined in pass rush coverage. Nope, sorry, in just pass rush with an 85.3 grade. He played 84% of snaps in 2022 across 17 games, and he had 11.54 points per game. Okay, so Addy, I remember making this point when I argued for J. Ron Curse as my start of the week. One of the late season episodes that we did. Do you have the splits? Yes, you have the splits for Donovan Wilson. Give us the early and late season split for Donovan Wilson because I remember finding that very interesting. It ain't great. 15.7 points per game weeks 1 through 9. Weeks 10 through 18, that dropped to 9 points per game. Yeah, so start of the year hot, faded down the stretch. Uh, I think this top 10 finish is very reflective of that early season stretch of dominance there. Cause you said 15 to start the season and nine to tell us that averages out right to about 10, you know, he 11, was 10 points per game. Wasn't very useful for you the second half. Oh, oh my really gosh. Wasn't. You wanted J Ron curse down the stretch. Scranton is Pennsylvania's sixth most populous city located in Lackawanna County. It is where the Dunder Mifflin Scranton offices are located. I remember that because early on, I believe it's season three of The Office. Dude, that's real. He went to Penn State. <laughs> yes. Oh so my God. that's accurate. You're, you're, <laughs> you didn't get but trolled. But I knew I heard it because Michael takes Jan with him to see the client, and they end up getting drunk at a Chili's and selling paper to the head of the Lackawanna County Board of Education. You're Don't, welcome. Stop hitting, welcome, table, <laughs> stop hitting the table, Bobby. Stop hitting the table. Percussive sounds are killing me right now. It's pretty sick. That's really good memory, Bob. That's a Thank great you. memory. A little scary. When's not much you, I know. Did you just watch The Office? Dude, I he's like, I haven't seen it in eight years. There's but something it's that people say trapped. that's like if you don't if somebody watches The Office, you don't ask if you watched The Office. You ask if you watch The Office because you just assume yeah, you, you never just keep quit. watching it. At the end of the season, you're addicted. You're still watching. Start over again. Yeah. yeah I'm in season four right now. Just continuing through. <laughs> he hasn't, For the 20th time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't seen a single movie. Dude, uh, me and my wife, we had a, uh, she got a little, uh, I don't know, something on her phone, like some type of little trivia game or whatever. We were going down to South Carolina not long ago, and like an hour in, she's like, you um, you're, you want to be done yet? I'm like, no, like, let's go until I miss one. Office <laughs> trivia? Oh, just kill You it. weren't missing them? Dude, wow. just crushing. Just wow, crushing. Wow, wow. we got to get this guy on like a, like a TV show yeah. for like money. Can office I continue trivia. a long story and make it longer? We went to an office trivia at a bar here in oh, uh, wow. Bowling Green, and she took some of her friends. Mm-hmm. And there was one question brought up about how many points did you have to come up with to get Andy to get a nard dog on his butt, tattooed on his butt? And the girl was like, it's 2,000 points. I was like, you're wrong. It's 5,000, but we can go with yours. That, that's what you want to feel like <laughs> wow, you want to do. he had to like, massage the ego she of was, people who were wrong. She was dead wrong. Dang. Never so talked to her he, since. Bobby is absolutely Ken Jennings, just literally crushing the buzzer on Jeopardy as soon as the office question is asked, like before they can even get it out. Oh, I watched the uh, I watched some uh, celebrity Jeopardy the other day with um, with uh, Alex Trebek and um, 
Burt Reynolds. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Will Ferrell is Will Alex Ferrell, Trebek, uh, right? Suck it, Sh- Trebek. Sean, yeah. what is it? <laughs> Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. That's a good you one. You almost went Sean O'Connery, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably a different person. So Donovan Wilson, yeah. Not really super interested in Donovan Wilson. Nah. No, late round pick. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would If you have a chance to sell this guy, I would definitely do it. Although, I mean, could, could he get a... Uh, just did it. I know. <laughs> but great eyes. Josh. I'm not sure about. I'm not positive of the contract situation. <laughs> but I think Wilson might be there. I wish I had a picture of that. What is the? Do you have it in the? Uh, you have it in the ranks. I don't, I don't know. Have oh, wow. We're We've, still updating some yeah, of the stuff. We're gonna a lot of shit, folks. <laughs> it's a lot. Four ninety nine now. <laughs> yeah, it just dropped at twenty five cents. Do, uh, are we looking up? Oh, yeah, yes. hold so on, he, hold on, bro. He has a four-year contract, and he'll be a free agent in 2023. There you go. Yeah, so he's so, I mean, UFA. So maybe. Yeah. Could be interesting. Different team, you're saying, or coming back to the Cowboys? No, he's he's a he's a UFA this offseason. You don't think he's coming back? I don't think the so. The Cowboys don't have a lot of money. They, they got to do Curse. some stuff. They got Hooker yeah. still there, right? I think so. Curse so, has played good, too. Curse yeah. has played good. Let's have the Derwin James conversation, gentlemen. Number nine Let's on not. the season. I bet it would make Macri really mad if we just skipped over him. He's one of he the sucks. one of the best listeners we have. We got to at least play to his <laughs> ego a little bit here. Sixty four solos, fifty one assists, four sacks, five tackles for loss, six PBUs, two INTs, two forced fumbles, ninety point nine pass rush grade in the seventies across the board on the rest of the PFF grades. 95% of snaps across 14 games played. Keep in mind, the percentage you hear is the percentage of snaps they played in the games in which they appeared. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about total snap count because obviously Darwin missed three games, so he didn't play 95% of snaps missing three games, but he was not coming off the field that frequently. When he was in, 14.18 points per game. I mean, yeah, stud. He's, he's a stud, but it's like... Do you want to pay sticker price for Derwin James? No, of no. course not. Uh, so it's like Derwin's in a tough spot. I think anyone that would be at the top of DB Mountain is in a tough spot because it's not a player we're going to be interested in. You can probably get a first for Derwin James, right? You think so? I mean, if 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 any safety is worth it, it yeah. would be Derwin James. It's not the time now to get a 2023 first, but you could probably get somebody to throw you a, a 24, 24 first. Someone that's, yeah, someone that is convinced himself that they're a safety away, right? Oh, exactly. Yep. Find a contender that's got a yeah, 24 first. Is anyone ever a safety away? I mean, when you're talking about Derwin James, someone yeah. like that, this guy, zero missed, games under five points. Missed three games, though. Tell them and they're Those a were at the end away. of the season, were they not? Uh, Yeah, but still, zero games under five points. Uh, only had three games under 10 points, 11 games over 10 points. That's nice. Seven games over 15 points. And the reason why is because of he had big plays this year. And and have we have we seen any blue PFF grades yet? I think Derwin is the only person in here to have an above 90 grade for anything, a 90.9 pass rush grade. I don't think I've seen that yet. As I say, I don't think I, I'm scrolling back up. I don't see anything in the, awesome. in the 90s yet. See a couple um, 87s, some 88s. Jalen Thompson had a 90.3 tackle grade. Okay. That was the only other person that graded a 90 thus far out of this list. Derwin is 26.5 years old. Yeah, I think, I mean, what else needs to be fine. said about Derwin? Yeah, I mean, 15 He's, points per game this year, 14 and a half and 21. PFF grades, 75.5 this year, 78.1 in, in 
21. The tackles, 115 tackles this year, 118 tackles in, in 2021. I mean, that's amazing. He's great. He's great. He's there great. was a time where we thought we might never see this again. Yeah. Thankful for it. Yeah. Same I'm, with Keenan yeah. Allen. You well, know? let's play the game of who would you rather have? Number nine on our list, Derwin James, or number eight, Talanoa Hufanga, safety for the 49ers. Oh, this is easy for Derwin. me. Yeah. Derwin. I think Talanoa may be one of the most overrated Overrated. Safeties. Big sale. I think so. So, 66 solos, 31 assists, did have two sacks, five tackles for loss, nine PBUs, four picks, an interception, touchdown, and two forced fumbles, 96% of snaps across 17 games played, 11.8 points per game. I think, Bobo, what it was is that Hufunga was such a fun surprise that sometimes we maybe elevate these guys a little too much because, wow, Hufunga was fun. We didn't really have super high expectations, and he came in and blew away even, I think, the most optimistic fans' outlook. I mean, does he pop at times? Absolutely. I mean, he definitely is a big play, fun type of player, but he's still going to have Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner there with him. Not to mention Al Shair also, who looks very good at times. Um, I just, it's it's like you're going to read in the article that I wrote based off of Adam's ranks. I basically said, if if you can find somebody who likes Hufunga more than you do, let him rip, man. And you will. Yeah. He's got the long hair. He's got the name. It's not a name like he Jonathan is Owens. It's Troy not a, Palomalu 2.0. Yeah. yeah. And people are going to fall in it's love what with I that. called him in the article. Discount Palomalu. There you go. 16.1 points per game, weeks 1 through 9, 9.8, 10 through 18. Yeah. Really came down to earth. He's People the are Matthew gonna, Judon of DBs. And I think um, I think Tom Kislinberry has said this before, but when players start out really well, I think that that like people just hold on to that, cling on yeah. to that. Look at the way he started out. Week 1, 29 points. Week 2, 18 points. Week 3, 7.5. Week 4, 25.7. Week 5, 19 so, I mean, he was amazing to start the year. But, yeah, I mean, he, he absolutely fizzled down the stretch. Well, and because that's, that's a hard pace to maintain. And that's when that's people check out. Yeah. Week eight, people start checking out. Yeah. They see they're losing. They're one and seven. Those people are done. So, what do they remember? Yep. They remember Hufanga being awesome. Oh, yeah. They're going to draft remember him. Remember that hair flying yeah. around. Jumping up, you know, timing the snap. And, yeah. I mean, I was getting Palomalu flashbacks yeah. in that game against the um, – Bears, probably. Against the Cowboys. The recent oh, one. Oh, the recent one. Yeah, because they were because they were making the comparison as well to yeah. Palomalu. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's what he does. That's he's a playmaker. But yes, I think he is. I think he's the most overhyped safety right now. Yeah. Um, you think it might be Brisker? I think I think Hufanga's probably. What's Hufanga's draft capital? I would I would rather have Brisker than Hufanga. Yes. Oh yes. I would as well. So uh, let's also look at the usage for Hufanga. Yeah, what was the usage, Addy? Just forty-two percent of the snaps in the sweet spot. That's less than I thought. Yeah, so that's not ideal. No, I mean, for someone that's being heralded as like a top three safety, you know. Yeah, that that's not great usage. You get the snaps. You got ninety-six percent of snaps. Seventeen He's games make the played. Big plays. Yep, and he did. He had a, two forced fumbles, int touchdown, four picks, nine pass breakups, five tackles for loss, two sacks. So he he checked the box in the big play department this year. Um, Hafunga was a fifth round draft pick. There you go. Yeah. Was yeah. he a rookie last year? When was he drafted? Uh, he's twenty three years old. I think he was. I think he was drafted last year. Wasn't no, he? he was drafted in twenty twenty one. I believe. I believe okay. this was the second season out of Ohio USC. USC. Yeah. So. Yeah, out of USC. 
there you go. All right, next up, gentlemen, Julian Love, safety for the New York Giants. 79 solos, 45 assists, a sack, six TFLs, five pass breakups, fumble recovery, two INTs, best grade on PFF was a 78.2 tackle grade, 95% of snaps, 16 games played, 12.56 points per game. Addy, I have a blind spot for Julian Love. Don't really know what to make of this guy. Can you give us uh, some insight into alignment, splits, anything like that for Mr. Love? Going to be a free agent this year. Oh, okay. So, Very interesting. So, I mean, I don't really like that, honestly. Um, but he played 47% of his snaps in the sweet spot. So, I mean, that's that's solid. Um, maybe that goes up in a, in a new spot. But, yeah, I mean, he's not someone that I'm really targeting. Yeah. Right? I don't know. It just – he kind of leaves me cold. I don't really know what to think of Julian Love. Yeah. That Giants team I mean, this is, is the still – This is the first chance he's really, like, had value, right? Yeah. You weren't able to get anything for this And guy. now he's going to a new team. Now he's going to a new team. Safety switching teams. I mean, yeah. have we seen that be successful that often? Not much. I mean, I can't think of anyone right off the top. I mean, Rodney McLeod, I guess, going from Philadelphia to Indianapolis. You think they retain him? No, I don't. I think this team is still rebuilding. I think they're still digging out from the Gettleman era. I think they got some tough decisions with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Do you bring those guys back? If you do, that's some big money you're committing to those guys. So, You think Saquon's gone? I. They are open to using the franchise tag, which I think think would be probably the smart move. So they're going to extend Daniel Jones. I think they're going to I think they're in on Daniel Jones, man. Mm. I think that's a mistake. If it were me, I would franchise tag Daniel Jones, try to get another quarterback in there that I could develop and then let Saquon walk. I saw, I guess it was Gettleman who had said that like our priority is to bring back Daniel Jones. We hope we can bring back Saquon. It's like, wow, y'all are really about to push Saquon to the curb. So Gettleman's gone, so it's probably Joe Shane. Sorry. Yeah, he's yes. their GM. Yes, Brian yes. Dable, Joe Shane did not draft either of these guys, so I don't think they're stuck with that sunk cost bias of like, well, we draft them, we've invested all this time and resources into them. Do we really want to let them walk? I don't think they care, but this magical run they had to the playoffs, right, into the second round, beating the Vikings. It's a lot of coaching. I think I worry that they're going to think, well, let's just run it back. Yeah. Obviously, this worked this year. Uh-huh. If we get another year with these guys, we can we can make strides, and I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like you can get much more out of that team than what you got. You 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 punched way above your weight yeah. all yeah. season. Great season, but don't take your eye off the ball. This is still a team that is rebuilding, and it's going to take some more time before you're a true contender. I kind of hope Saquon goes somewhere else. Me too. I would Be love fun. to see him go somewhere. Yep. Kansas City, please. Uh, oh, can you, you imagine? Hey, Isaac Pacheco's uh, he's good there. Isaiah'll be fine. Did you say Isaac Pacheco? <laughs> did I? Yeah, you I'm did. Sorry, it's now eleven. It's late. It's late. <laughs> Isaac, damn it son. Is. Let's talk about the next guy here, Bobo. Why don't you tee us up? Since this <laughs> is uh, from your uh, formerly favorite team, are you a Chargers fan now? Aaron, first off, you're fired because it says uh, Jalen Ramsey, cornerback for the Panthers. But He's been uh, traded. We didn't tell you. I didn't the know news that. broke news while we were recording. Crushing. I saw that they may try and get rid of him. It's fantastic. It's time to. He hey, looked, he is him, though. That's true. Whatever. <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. 64 solos, 24 assists, two sacks, four TFLs, 18 pass breakups. 
18. That is a lot, Jalen. Two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, four INTs, five punt return That's yards. hilarious. That's he returned like one punt? I guess so. That's great. Um, they did have some trouble with Tutu Atwell some this year. I don't, have to, I don't have to tell you that. No, Josh. you don't. No, you do not. A lot of blue on these PFF grades, though, Bobo. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that a little bit, though. Run defense grade of 91. Okay, that's fine. Pass rush grade of 91. 99% snap count, 17 games played, 11.94 points per game. I thought Jalen Ramsey really regressed this year. As a Rams fan who actually watched at least the first half of the season, um, came back to earth. I think that pass breakups is a result of, you know, he was never really Ramsey Island, you know, a la Daryl Revis. I think that teams finally saw that Jalen Ramsey, you know, is a guy that he's okay in coverage, but, you know, you can actually, DK Metcalf can actually put up a 100-yard game on him. Um, I don't know. I don't know what y'all's take is on Ramsey. I'm fine if they want to ship him off at this point. Yeah. I yeah. Think. I think his best years are behind him for sure. You know, it seems like he can still put up some good games. He still has those elite traits, but he's at that age now where he's going to get beat a lot more than we're used to seeing. And the star thing was a one year deal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he only played 213 snaps in the slot last year, 725 out wide. So, Wow. That's 32% in the sweet spot. But he was still very productive. He was great. I mean, look at those stats. The dude put up numbers. I think it's because he was being targeted a lot because yeah. Ramsey Island is uh, is no longer a thing. Yeah. Kind of a baby, well, too. And, I mean, 18 pass breakups. I mean, we yeah. we reward you know, players yes. for that, which you should. That, again, like I it's mentioned It's a great earlier, stats for DBs. It, but, it shows skill. But it's very Jordan Brooks-esque. I know that's bad to say because Ramsey has some good PFF grades, but it can be indicative of things to come. You know, when when I these, think these grades are going to look much worse oh, yeah. next year. When these corners start getting targeted later on in their careers, I'm not saying that Ramsey's like super slow at this point, but um, not only is a good his he a good sell in the NFL, but if somebody wants to buy Ramsey right now, let him have him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Same thing with our next finisher here, number five overall. Desmond King, the second cornerback for the Houston Texans. This was another case, Bobo, of getting propped up by a lot of return yardage here. Yeah. Uh, but he also put up 59 solos, 30 assists, 10 TFLs. My God, Desmond King, chill out a little bit. Eight pass breakups, two INTs, two fumble recoveries, 50 kick return yards, 309 punt return yards. Best PFF grade was 80 on the pass rush grade, played 78% of snaps across 17 games played. Good for 12.32 points per game. Addy, similar to how we felt about Jonathan Owens, Desmond King, Texans, eh, no thanks. Right. And Desmond King's getting up there in age now, too. Um, yeah, when, when that started happening, you know, it's just hard to trust these guys year to year. Trust, you know, hard to trust what role they're going to have. I don't even know if he's going to be back in Houston. Yeah. So, uh, that's a that's a you know that's a bad team in Houston. So, is he going to get much of an opportunity on a better team? I don't know. But um, yeah, the usage was fine. I mean, uh, they could save a little bit of money by cutting him. So I would not be surprised to see him maybe hit the bricks with a new new coach coming in. Could save about three million UFA in twenty twenty four. Addy's choking. We may be losing him. Um, I think he's. Uh, I think he may be retiring for a second here. Uh, but, Bobo, none of these Houston DBs am I super excited about. Um, I think that this is a great example of 
um, a team that was very profitable with the DB role yeah. for 2022. But um, Faye Desmond King, if you got him, if you can get anything for this guy, I think just you probably need to sell. Older quarterback, you know, he's just a situation where it's just uh, like we were talking about with Houston. He's just a, I don't know, prime sale candidate. We just talked about who was the other guy. Um, not Petra, he's the one to hold. Jonathan but, Owens. Yeah, Jonathan Owens. Yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Desmond King is cool. Punt return yards are cool. Kick return yards are cool. But, you know, that team played a lot. Adam's That's a, back. Yeah, Adam's back. Addy, okay, baby? You got me nervous there for a second. I thought you Went were... Went down the wrong pipe. I was going to say, were you, uh, were you going into the light there? <laughs> I am recovering from a little bit of an illness. So. Okay. Is it raining yet? <laughs> it's pouring. Is it really? Nice. Wow. We can't hear anything with these headphones on. Uh, so, yeah. choked up. Sorry about that. That's all right. anyone home. <laughs> we was, no, he was choked up about our Desmond King take because he's a King truther. Yeah. Big Desmond King fan. Yeah. We're just saying... <laughs> I would be curious if there's a way to highlight these teams that maybe, like Green Bay, like Houston, could produce multiple top DBs. Because we've seen that here with these guys. Uh, but I don't necessarily like the guys. It's like Jonathan Owens, Desmond King, Adrian Amos, Razul Douglas. I mean, it just speaks to more, you know, don't chase a defensive back. That's right. You can find guys like this on, you know, in, in, in bunches on certain teams. I mean, do that. Yeah. So I'd be curious. Maybe we talk to Macri and say, hey, Mac What's Daddy, up with this? Yeah. What's up with this? Why are there some teams that are have these certain positions that produce across the board multiple top 24 finishers? So, Baba, let's talk about the next guy here. One of the most pleasant surprises, a guy that always screamed value upside, and I think – as instrumental as some of those offensive guys were to the Jags making it to the divisional round this year, Rayshon Jenkins, our number four finisher, the safety for the Jags, was one of the reasons this defense really came together. Fantastic season from Rayshon Jenkins. 73 solos, 43 assists. He threw in a sack, three TFLs, 12 pass breakups, three picks. He had an INT touchdown, two forced fumbles. 97% of snaps across 17 games, good for 12.75 points per game. Rayshon Jenkins was awesome, Bobo, and you didn't have mm-hmm. to pay a lot to get him on your team. He was really good down the stretch, too. My only knock on Rayshon Jenkins, other than his age, is he was propped up by one really heavy scoring week. I mean, what was it like? Week? 49 points. Exactly. Goodness gracious. I mean, that's a good majority of, of, uh, of what happened for Rayshon. If... You've got anybody in your league who pays attention to year-end stuff. Rayshon Jenkins is a perfect perfect candidate to go trade for a third um, because I don't really know what type of staple to the defense Rayshon Jenkins really is. He's fine. I mean, if the Jaguars still have him under contract through 2023, I'm okay to like throw a dart at him again for next year um, late in my drafts. But Yeah, so he, um, he he's one of those guys where it's like, I'm thankful for you this year. Potential out. They could save six six point two five million they against might the cap. Do that. That's a lot. I, I would be I wouldn't be shocked, but I think with how well he played this year, I think it's probably the safe bet that he's back in twenty twenty three. I agree. I think they keep him around. What huh. was the usage like, Addy? Because um I'm curious. It it felt like Rayshon was a guy that I associate in my mind with box snaps, but that may not be the case. What was his usage like? No, you're like? right. Sixty percent of the snaps in the sweet spot. There we go. Um, 32 on the line, 437 in the box, 
397 at free safety, 201 in the slot. So that's really good usage. That's beautiful. Rayshon Jenkins, yeah. Sort of like, uh, what's what's the age on Rayshon? Is he getting up so there? 29. He, uh, oh, is yeah, he, he, so he's probably will be 30 when the season starts. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he's that I, surprised me too. I put him in the bucket with Honey Badger of like good, savvy vet. Feel fine if I'm sprinkling those guys in at the end of a draft to help solidify a DB room. Don't and, draft him in a startup. Yeah. No. Do not do that. And Rayshon's gotten kind of better as his career's gone on. As he's gotten older, I feel like the last couple of years he's been. He's been usable. There was a lot of I remember there was a lot of Rayshon hype going into 2021. Yeah. And he was okay, but this was the year. It was that kind of um Yeah. buy him coming by the dip essentially with Rayshon Jenkins because it just took another year. All the Jags assets took a big dip with uh, Urban Suburban Meyer oh, there yeah. as the head coach and obviously a lot of those assets surged this year under Doug Peterson. Led all safeties in pass breakups. Wow. Uh, not not cornerbacks, but safeties. 12, 12 BBUs. That's yep. re- and 3 INTs. Andre Cisco played good at times too he for did. the for the Jaguars. Yeah, I like Cisco. What about uh, our boy uh, long-haired Andrew Wingard? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh we do love some long-haired babies, but uh, Wingard was definitely losing some losing some production to Rayshon Jenkins this season. Let's talk about a couple cornerbacks here at the three and two spot, gentlemen. So number three on the list, Marcus Jones, cornerback for the New England Patriots. Go back and check out the video that we put out of Sig's amazing call back from April when he talked up Marcus Jones, and that came to fruition beautifully. I think had the... May have had the single highest output of any game this season with his fifty burger. Wow, fifty nine in week sixteen. Yeah, probably Victory scoring. Yeah, probably won a lot of people oh, their no weeks. Doubt. Yeah, except in the XFFL, wow. where he did not. Wow, yeah, that's, that's right. true. Probably one of the very few teams that did not advance with Marcus Jones. On Shout the out roster. Ben. Yeah. Shout out, Ben. Yeah. I, well, you said he doesn't listen, so I'm not worried about it. Sorry I did that to you, Ben. That's why. It's because he right. doesn't listen. That's right. That's, he doesn't listen. Doesn't listen. That's true. So Marcus Jones, though, Bobo, was a revelation <laughs> late in the season. 34 solos, 5 assists, 2 TFLs, 7 pass breakups, 2 INTs, interception touchdown, fumble recovery, 645 kick return yards, 362 punt return yards, and 1 punt return touchdown only played 37% of snaps across 15 games, but 14.85 points. We're talking about cheat codes in fantasy football. This guy was truly the ultimate cheat code for 2022. Oh, absolutely. Especially down the stretch. I mean, there's a lot of people who, um, you know, were taking victory laps pretty early on about Marcus Jones. I'm actually trying to pull something up real quick because I wanted to look at him. Uh, it won't pull it up on Sleeper. I know he caught a couple balls down the stretch, too. He did. Um, like a 50-yard touchdown, didn't he? Yes, he did. I mean, I think he had maybe less than like 10 receptions, but that will be a pretty hot topic, I feel like, going into next year for some rule changes. People are wanting to start incorporating these IDPs if they start playing offense. Like, um, I don't know. This well, dude averaged 24.3 points per game weeks 10 through 18. That's for 24.3. Oh, my God. That's nuts. I mean, he's the reason you're probably in your championships or in your semifinals oh. or whatever. What was he the did, big? He did miss week 17, which that was unfortunate. That, that hurts. Wow, so the big week was semifinal week. It was. Yeah. So what do we take away, though, from Marcus Jones? I mean, best ball target? I can tell you 
in a lot of channels, people want to know about Marcus Jones. Like, everybody wants to know, like, they either want to flex because they grabbed him or they want to, you know, I'm, talk about how valuable he is. Again, lump him into the bucket of New England Patriots IDPs that who knows if he's going to get the kick return? Who knows if he's going to get the offense? And if it's just on the defensive side, it wasn't there, guys. 37% of snaps across 15 games. As you like. Rookie, though, right? Rookie, yes. So you, I do expect that role to improve and him get more snaps. And I think he could retain the punt and kick return. I don't I think mean, we're going to see him on the offensive side. Based on how successful he was, man, yeah, I don't think there's – He's he's one of the most electric returners in the league. That's true. I don't know how you pull that guy off of that duty, uh, but it it does make me nervous. <laughs> how you pull it's stinky. I don't know how you pull that guy out of that role. Mm. All the board. Man, I miss, I miss rolls so much, man. I didn't get to eat rolls at Thanksgiving or Christmas. Rolls are good. So rolls are so good. Where did how did you get to that? It was just a fart noise. Take him out of that role. I went oh. back and tried to pivot to something else that wouldn't <laughs> conjure up imagery, and then I got to think about dinner rolls that I missed tremendously. So, Marcus Jones, Addy, though. Okay, so if the, the streets are talking and they want to know about Marcus Jones, outlook, what's the reality of the situation here? I think he's someone you should probably maybe try and buy. I Ooh, mean, that's spicy. Just because what are people valuing him as? You know, you're not hearing him talked about among like the Petres and the Derwins and the, you know, yada, yada, yada. See, I think, I think, I think the people love them. Some Marcus Jones. You think so? Because they probably, he probably got him into some championship games and they've got a lot of love for this guy. So I think the value is going to be through the roof. Well, if he's, if he's going to be pricey, then no, it's, it's, it's the, um, the kind of reverse of what you were talking about with Tom K of like remembering the beginning of the season. It's peak in theory. So you remember the yeah. beginning and you remember the end. Yeah. And the people so, that sucked in the beginning didn't have Marcus Jones because they probably quit at that point. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we remember Hufanga starting the season strong. The kind of reverse of that is people remembering Marcus Jones because he averaged almost 25 points a game down the stretch. Yeah. It was only eight weeks, one through nine. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it he was, was a non-factor. So I think, I think, you're probably right. I just feel like people are going to be a little skittish because it's a cornerback. Yes. Right. That I think is the argument of, yes, I think his value will be really high because of what he did at the end of the season, but there will be some trepidation because it's new England. It's a cornerback. So what do we do? I think it all depends on price. If we say he's a buy, what's a fair price to buy Marcus Jones at? What are you willing I mean, to spend? I'm hoping I can get him for a third. You're not paying a second though. No, not for a corner. Nope. I think I'd be fine giving a fourth, but I don't want to give even a, a third. third. I'm not. I'm not crazy about. I'm not. I've got plenty of thirds. Talking about the I've, safeties that you can get in that third round. Yeah. yeah, that would be a that'd be a tough pill to swallow. I don't think I can give a third. Would but, you give a fourth, Bobo? Would you give a fourth for Marcus Jones? Yeah, I give a fourth. I don't know if I would give a third or not. But no one's gonna trade him. No one's gonna That's trade him away for a fourth. Yeah. So I mean, you have you have to pay up a little bit if you want to acquire the guy. I give a twenty fourth third. Interesting. Sure. Yeah, I do that. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go, folks. Just if for you're the wondering, that if this guy starts playing, it's similar. Same thing with Nixon. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Marcus Jones has a much better chance to actually get that playing time than Nixon, right? And, and make sure your league has points for kick return and punt yeah, return. If he's not, if he's not, he's not no. even in the discussion. He's not even on this list. No. Again, a rookie, and weeks ten through eighteen average twenty four points per game. He was a third round pick. It's crazy. Yep. 
Second on the list here is a guy that you probably would see finish first in a lot of places. Very close between him and the first place finisher. LeJerry Steed, cornerback for the Kansas City Chiefs. 75 solos, 33 assists, three and a half sacks, five tackles for loss, 11 PBUs, three forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, three INTs. Addy, I'm going to let you speak on it. 96% of snaps, 17 games played, 13.26 points per game. But Jerry Steen was just freaking awesome. That's my dog, man. I love that dude. He's, he's, he's amazing. I mean, that's he, an OG big three IDP yes, favorite. That's yeah. When you think of this show, that should be someone that probably pops up in your head. Legereus Sneed. We've been on Legereus Sneed since he came in, like since he came into the league. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's just gotten better every single year, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean the, the, let me look at the usage. Yeah, I was going to say here. usage for Legereus would be interesting because I feel like it has to be pretty high. We know he's, Primarily a slot corner, Bobo. So I would think the uh, sweet spot usage has to be pretty high. He did uh, slow down a little bit down the stretch. 16.7 points per game weeks 1 through 9. 12.7 points per game weeks 10 through 18. But yeah, still solid. Usage-wise, 67% of the snaps in the sweet spot. It's beautiful. You love to see it. Which alludes to his 82.2 pass rush grade and then three and a half sacks on the season. Um, That's a dynamic defense. You know, he's got Willie, Bol- Willie Bolton and uh, Nick Gay. That's a, <laughs> I love that combo. I like that a lot. That's he's a, got those uh, linebackers to uh, to help him there. Um, coming into a contract year. Very important year for Legereus Sneed. Yeah. I kind of like that too. But I'll, I'll be devil's advocate with the whole Trent McDuffie. Mm-hmm. You know, there is some. They did switch the usage. There is some usage change. I wonder the last couple games, like playoff games. I wonder what that usages look like. That'd be interesting to know. Yeah. I'd Maybe say it's probably still pretty heavy with Jerry Sneed. Um, but anyways, yeah, I mean, that's something to pay attention to. Legereus Sneed is definitely going to have his hand out here soon. He's going to want to get paid, and he deserves to. Um, Where are you selling for? We've had this conversation a lot, I think. Um, you're wanting a second. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, one, no one's giving you that. Are you gonna sell for? Maybe I, you get that. I, I see Twitter. I, I see stuff on Twitter. Like there's some just whack ass leagues out there. I guess. There's what some, I give you? You gave me two thirds. Two thirds. I, I think was very happy. I'm happy with that. I think that's yeah. sure one a third and fourth. Maybe it was a third and a fourth. I don't like that as much. I think it was a. I think, th- I, think it was a I don't remember. I think it was a third this year and a third next year. I was I desperate. Thought. I was going for it down the two stretch. thirds are nice. And he's a cornerback where I have but him. But yes, now. I want a second. I'm I'm going to the manager and saying DB one or two on the season. Mm-hmm. If you if you think if you can find that manager that's like I'm close. Yep. I just need some playmakers. I need a cornerback. Exactly. Here's your cheat code. We're in a CB required league. Legereus Sneed going into a contract year. Yep. That's the narrative I think you're spinning is this guy was DB one or DB two. Going into a contract year on a good team, so I would try to get a second you round. You have pick. to figure this is probably your best sell window. It absolutely right? I mean, is. is he, can he get much better? I mean, he was amazing no, this year. He can only go Safety down. Safety too, right? I yes. Because there's a chance that he has a new, you know, new scenery. Yep. There's a chance that Kansas City can't retain him. New scenery, new role next yep. year, even if they do. Who knows? Him, maybe they let yep. Guffey to be the slot guy Man, going forward. Sad times. That Maybe would be a bummer. Justin Reed gets, you know, yep. gets more of the box and, and line snaps. Well, and they just, they're kind of rotational. I know mm-hmm. Spagnolo 
has stuck with Willie Gay and with Nick Bolton, and that's been great, but even that can change. Um, you know, don't they have another rookie? Leo Chennault, dude. Yes, thank yep. you. That's I, scary. It is. It is, man. It feels like there's a trap door for some of these guys. Dude, genuinely. Even on a defense we really like. We could do the same show, and we're, we could tell you about Nick Bolton and how he's a really good sell right now because yep. he's like – was the LB one pro or maybe two after Foyer, maybe even after Roquan as well. I think he was LB three in big three scoring. He was really high in a lot of leagues, yep. and and he could be seen as the same type category here for um, Legarius Need. Um, I wonder where Bolton is in his contract. Also, that would be interesting. This to is know. his. It'll be his third year going into his third year. He's a yep. year behind Snead. And Nick Bolton, he was was he a first round pick? I think he was in the second. Okay, so he would not have a fifth-year option. He's 26. He was a fourth-round pick out of La Tech. Shout-out Shout Sun out. Belt. There Sun we belt go. For sure. All right, boys, let's wrap up with a player who is actually designated as a cornerback by default on RSO. And uh, Jake and Evan mentioned this. One of the things we love about RSO, they gave managers the option, leagues the option, to override the default positions. So we will be doing that this offseason. Macri has graciously agreed to figure out where these guys actually lined up for the majority of their snaps, and we'll be making some changes um, to get these guys properly designated. Mm. But you love Jalen Petre, Bobo, as the safety on most platforms, CB on RSO, finishing number one on the season amongst all DBs, Houston Texans, 99 solos, 48 assists. It's 147 tackles, folks. That's right. Wow. One sack, five tackles for loss, eight PBUs, four fumble recoveries, five INTs, 93% of snaps across 17 games played for 14.67 points per game. But, Balo, yeah, thing I'm noticing here, these grades are pretty poopy <laughs> Yeah, for PFF. 54.7 overall. 38.5 run defense, 32 tackle grade. Yeah. Did fine on pass rush and coverage, 70.6, 65.8. Petre feels secure, but uh, that that does raise my eyebrow, at least a little bit. Sell him. Sell him. Petre's a cornerback one, the safety one, the DB one, however you want to sell it. He's probably somebody who probably give you a second for him. Do that all day long. I will say there was a lot of chatter on Twitter, Addy. Who's your IDP MVP? I saw a lot of people asking that question. Jalen Petre was an answer I saw a lot in these Twitter streets. Pretty hard to disagree, man. He was amazing. I mean, 147 tackles. Yep. As a rookie. As a rookie. When have we ever seen that? With two other players, Adore Jackson. Was really good when the Titans drafted him. 147 times. Oh, no. He was pretty heavy on kick returns. He was kick returns. I was going to say, with two other players, and I guess both Owens and especially Desmond King on the kick return stuff, but this dude had competition in that DB backfield. Yeah, with no kick returns. Yes, exactly. Pretty impressive. No punt returns. And he had some, uh, some nice stats as well here. Five tackles for loss, eight PBUs, four fumble recoveries, and five picks. But make no mistake, this man made his living off the back of tackles, almost 150 total tackles. Now here's the question, Addy. Do we worry that when the Texans get some more competent linebacker play that maybe Petre is not as high up in the tackle totals? Maybe so. But when when is that going to happen? Is it going to happen next year? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, so I feel like he's pretty safe for a couple years there in Houston. Um, but, yeah, I mean – 
42 percent of the snaps in the sweet spot so i mean nothing nothing crazy you this know this is one of the lowest tackle grades we've seen it's pretty bad it's one of the lowest grades period yeah yeah, I mean, what yeah, do you think, Eddie? He made 147 of them. If he so clean, I, up, clean up the missed tackles, I mean, my maybe God. get... <laughs> how many did he leave on the field? He had yeah. 384. Yeah, <laughs> like how many total tackles are we talking here if he uh, cleans up that tackle grade? Of his 17 games, seven were under 10 points. Uh, 10 were over 10 points. He had five games over 20 points. Y'all, he had the most missed tackles in the league. Okay. He had 19 missed tackles. All right. So you wow. give him an extra twenty. Suddenly he's sitting at a hundred. Let's say he let's say he makes fifteen of those tackles. So now he's sitting at one sixty-seven. Yeah, one sixty-seven. But he's a rookie. That's right. He did have one hundred forty-seven tackles. He did have eight pass breakups. He did have five ints. Is that right? That's right. Sacks too. Yep, one sack. He makes four plays. fumble recoveries. He makes playmaker. He's gonna make mistakes. I mean. Are you P. He Trey? Was a, he was a second round pick, right? Mm-hmm. Are you P. Trey over Brisker? No, I'm probably going Brisker. That's. I think I'm going P. Trey over Brisker, man. Wow. Both teams are hey, bad. What a class. What a safety class. It really turned out pretty nice, didn't it? Yep. Kyle Hamilton came on at the end of the season. P. Trey, Brisker, and Hamilton. That, and the, yeah. the draft order was the opposite. It was reversed, yeah. Yep. I mean, Hamilton, we don't even see on this list. Yeah. Hmm. We know you're probably going Brisker too, yeah. As well, Bobo, oh, yeah. for your number one, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'm going Petre. Similar situations to me, both on bad teams. Somebody would probably give you Brisker plus for Petre. I think so. Probably so. People yeah. would probably give you Hamilton plus for Petre. Yeah, that'd be a nice Ooh, little deal. I'd like, I would like that. The usage for Hamilton, that's I like to look for like what blew my mind when we do these episodes. Somebody give you Hamilton in a third for Petre. If somebody does, you That's need to take rich. that. You need to take that deal. I feel like you get that. And thank I think them. you could, man. I think people are down on Kham. 81% for Kham. 81% for Kham. That's crazy. Huh. But Petre, great season, especially if you had him as a cornerback. I think Lorne might have had Petre as a cornerback in our main league. Wow. Somebody did and profited from it all year because this, this guy was a league winner type. Speaking of blowing your mind, this blew my mind. Teron Johnson this year played 99.3% of the snaps in the sweet spot. Oh, my god! It wasn't just slot, too. He played 38 on the line, 189 in the box, one at free safety, 735 at slot, five at corner. Teron Johnson, another one of your favorites. Yeah. He had, I think, a career high in tackles, so that's probably why. Goodness gracious. Well, there you go, folks. The reality of the top 24 DBs from 2022. Gentlemen, I think the overall kind of consensus here is that, uh, like we've been saying for a while now, don't get too hyped up on these DBs. Fade the position, take the values, and you're going to profit from that, Eddie. And two people we didn't mention that I really, really like. Yes, please. There's probably more. Um, but Chauncey Garner-Johnson. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Just Beautiful. St- he was a stud this year. Absolutely, and, and he got hurt. And uh, what was it, the uh, appendix or something? Or mm-hmm. did he, what, what, he had a weird injury. He had a weird injury. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then Antron Winfield, same same type deal. Antron Winfield was still a baller, even though he got hurt. Even though he probably had a down year compared to last year, still a baller points per game wise. Still a top five safety. Um, those are two guys that. Maybe you can buy now because they don't have this top 24 finish that everyone's going to be paying attention to. 
There you go. It was Sam. Sam had Jalen Petre as a cornerback along with Sauce Gardner. Cheat code. So, shout out Sam. Going to safety, though. Going to, yes, definitely going to safety, Sam. Sam. Sorry about that, bud. We will not get that cheat code position. So, any final thoughts here as we wrap up, gentlemen? Look at us. Coming in under two hours. It's past midnight, though. It is past midnight, and it is pouring rain. So, (laughs) we are going to be miserable going back to our cars and back to the house. But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. We have a very fun one coming up next week with our buddies Drew and Tyler. You have heard them on this show before. We're going to be doing little buy sell hold for dynasty and the week after that we will wrap up the reality check series with the top 24 linebackers so there might be some other podcasts sleeping but bobby we are making moves and bringing you the good old idp content here as we kick off 2023 to what we're here for no days off addy this is the best time of the year it's I mean, fun in my opinion we get all we have all the stats all the data in front of us we get to kind of review it and and see what we believe in and yeah, this is what it's all about. I mean, if you play Dynasty, mm-hmm. there is no better podcast for you than the IDP, IDP show. That's right. The IDP show. <laughs> the IDP show. Mm-hmm. Did you say the IDP shit? <laughs> I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. We don't know where we are anymore, folks. <laughs> but I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure you subscribe, theidpshow.com. Consider becoming a paid supporter over there. Only five bucks a month gets you access to Adam's rankings. If you haven't let uh, haven't done it yet, leave us a five star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and a five star rating on Spotify. Really helps us out. Share the podcast with your buddies. We really appreciate that word of mouth support. But until next week, with Tyler and Drew, y'all take care. We'll see you soon. I'm happy, happy. I'm happy like a peach in a tree There I am hanging around hoping There'd be someone like you to pick me I'm happy, oh happy Lord I'm happy like the tree in the breeze There I am away to you Hoping that you'd sit by me